0: my friends and thank you for tuning in to another edition of factions of freedom i'm your host noise era freedom faction whichever one you prefer and i have titled this episode elites escaping the global pandemic and transforming society yeah a lot of information coming out about bill gates Unless you've been living up underneath a rock, this man is tied to the coronavirus. We talk about the world's elite hiding in their bunkers in fear of the coronavirus, as well as all the other crazy things we see taking place around the entire globe in response to this. It's not business as usual, gang. If you can't hear it, sirens are going off. Or maybe that's just my mind. I don't know. I'm freaking out these days If you guys didn't listen to the two part mini cast we did Where we took your calls And we broke down what's going on with the coronavirus You missed out Or you can join us next week If you guys want to support this operation Think about joining our Patreon exclusive membership program times like these, it's important and imperative that we stay on the air to provide you guys with the kind of information you deserve. We're going over Bill Gates' and his involvement with the coronavirus, global impacts surrounding this, martial law being enacted worldwide, domestically, and more. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. The New World Order is here. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Zero, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 1009, season 10, episode 9. I'd like to start this transmission off with a verse from the Bible, Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18, and he causeth all, both small and great rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Does that sound kind of like what we're dealing with today? Ladies and gentlemen, I want everybody to to truly understand that we are in the days of history, prophetic days, everything we've talked about literally up until this point is where we're at. I don't want to scare you guys. I don't, better yet, shucks, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit scared myself. What we are facing at right now is the entire uh, uprooting of the lifestyle that we all thought we would have, the changing of the culture that we, we, we were promised as children, the American dream. What we're facing right now is, is, is utter insanity, sophisticated evil on a level that most are still trying to wrap their head around. What we are facing right now is so incomprehensible that we're just going to have to ride it out. Yes, resist as much as we can. That way we can find clarity along the way and discernment. But what we are facing is truly just that, an uprooting of everything which we had hold, held sacred. You know, we're, we're seeing such a, such an intense wave of increased events that it is mind boggling. Truly. You know, I, I, I appeared before you guys this week. We took calls, which was great. I think we're, we're going to do that again next week. I hope to see you guys there because I really want to get your guys' opinion on stuff as well. But, but I appeared before you guys this week just kind of in awe of what we're experiencing. I'm in two minds right now. Is this really happening? And oh my God, I can't believe this is really happening. Even though we've already compared it to the, uh, 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 to 9-11, the climate change hysteria and so much more, uh, this isn't passe. (laughs) This isn't conspiracy theory. This is the real world. This has actual consequences. People are disappearing. What we are seeing right now, ladies and gentlemen, is a push not only from the, the deep state, the globalist, the New World Order, the technocracy, the satanic luciferians, and so much more. The Zionists, however you want to call them, whatever they are to you, what we're seeing right now is organized evil of such magnitude that I really think, as, as we've been explaining uh, the whole time through, that, that, that people really are just in awe and shock. And the fact that this much power is being exercised unilaterally in the name of good, is just still mind-boggling, awe-inspiring, and not in a good way, somewhat terrifying. And as I asked you guys, and we'll continue to ask until we start getting some questions, what is so crazy, what is about to happen that's so crazy that they need to bribe the people here in America? China didn't bribe their citizens. They just locked them up. Italy didn't bribe their citizens. What is happening right now? Is it the cover for the financial reset, the economic collapse, the socioeconomic reformation? I've been saying all week, universal basic income is 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 social, secu- social security for young folks. People are saying, well, where's that money going to come from? This virus was designed to attack old folks who had to collect that social security. Well, that money's got to come somewhere. You get where I'm coming? Moments like this, it is... Uh, jarring is the easiest way to say it. So let's just say this, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have an interesting episode. We're going to have an interesting season. We're going to have an interesting year and strap yourselves in because we're going to have an interesting life. Okay. We're going to make it through the coronavirus. We're going to make it through COVID-19. We're going to make it through a lot of these other uh, social turmoil, the civil unrest, the social disintegration. We're going to make it through this stuff. The question is, is how much of our liberties and freedoms will make it through with us? And with that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this edition of Factions of Freedom. I think everybody understands that it is not business as usual. And I said this at the start of the year, and I'll say it throughout the entirety of this year. What we're experiencing right now, again, is just that evil that has magnitude of levels that we can't comprehend. And all this is doing is forcing us to step up. We're on a different timeline now. We can't slack. All we have is the future. And what we're doing to stay vigilant, to secure the future. What's happening right now is we are being confronted with so much adversarial power that all we can do is put forth our best foot. And that's why we're here. To make sure that we do get through this with our best foot intact, with our minds still whole and our souls still strong. So let's get into this segment, elites escaping. Can you guess what it is? You know, I had a real hard time coming up with like a episode title for this, but it's the weird way, uh, the weird way this episode is structured or the title of this episode is actually structured is it tells us itself. The elites are escaping this global plan, this global pandemic. And because of it, they're transforming society. So in the first segment, the elites escaping, let's break that down. Let's break it down. I mean, just last week, and that's why we got to—that's why we have to timestamp some of this stuff and really be able to break it down, but just last week, Bill Gates stepped down from Microsoft. I feel like that definitely requires some attention. That's not something that uh, gets swept up underneath the rug for as long as I've known. I've grown up with Microsoft. I've grown up with Bill Gates at Microsoft, and for this to happen, amid all the other CEOs that have stepped down, and don't you worry, we'll get into that as well. We posted a QAnon post on our, on, our, on, our, um, on our page this week, and we just kept stirring the pot. If you guys watched Instagram Live on that Tuesday, you saw us just stirring the pot. But let me get into this article right here. It comes from News Punch. It's by Nima Harris. They put this up March 13th, Friday the 13th, whenever Trump declared the national emergency. It says Bill Gates has stepped down from Microsoft board. Billionaire Bill Gates announced that he has resigned from Microsoft's board to spend more time on his philanthropic activities. Amid the coronavirus outbreak, what could he be up to? 45 years after founding the software giant, Gates says he now wants to focus on global health and development, education, and tackling climate change. BBC reports one of the world's richest men, Bill Gates, 65, has also left the board of Warren Buffett's massive holding company, Berkshire Berkshire Hathaway. Mr. Gates stepped down from his day-to-day role running Microsoft in 2008, announcing his latest moves. Uh, Mr. Gates said the company would, quote, always be an important part of my life's work, and he would continue to be engaged with its leadership. But he said, quote, I am looking forward to this to this next phase as an opportunity to maintain the friendships and partnerships that that have meant most to me, continue to contribute to the two companies of which I am proudly or incredibly proud of, and effectively prioritize my commitment to addressing some of the world's toughest challenges. Mr. Gates, listed by Forbes, Uh, As one of the world's second largest men or second richest man's, made his fortune through developing software for the personal computer. Back in the early 90s. Also, Mr. Bill Gates. Mr. Billy Gates. So philanthropic. How nice of him. To spend the rest of his remaining time in on life. uh, Helping us out. Doing what he can to try to help secure global health. Thank you, Mr. Bill Gates. You see, what you have to understand, because I'm gonna get into something next after this about Bill Gates, and then we have to continue on. Longtime listeners understand I have a villainous hatred for this man for a number of reasons. But what you have to understand, not only with Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, and all these other technocrats, Richard Branson and here on and so forth, Jeff Bezos and the like, All of these technocrats, they have to come at what they're doing as if they are the saviors of the earth. These technocrats want to save the earth. They want to seem like they're the ultimate environmentalists, the ultimate philanthropists, as if they are actually true humanitarians. You see, isn't that how villains work? Saying that they generally care about uh, uh, humanity, that they want world domination. Just keep this in mind. Because this happened, and again, it just jarred me before I even came onto the air with you guys. But this happened today, right here, boom. Bill Gates, the coronavirus means that we need digital certificates to prove that we've received vaccines. That's right. One of our exclusive members actually uh, sent us the the, the Ask Me Anything on Reddit last night. And thankfully, the good folks over there at Your Newswire and News Punch got it up today. March 19th, 2020, by Baxter Dimitri, Bill Gates says that the coronavirus means that we need to receive digital certificates to prove that we have received the vaccine. And think about that. You're not going to get that check money. You're not going to get that money from the government unless you get the vaccine. Think about that. But we already know what's going on with these vaccines. I just want to read a little snippet of this. Uh, and right here, because he hopped up on Reddit, let people ask him questions, very, very shady. Who does these things like, oh, Bill Gates, he's got all the time in the world. <laughs> I digress. Let me read you guys just this little, this little quick uh, posting here, and then I'll get into the article. This was said by a, a remote-controlled user. That's the, That's the name. That's the account name. It says, what changes are we going to have to make to how businesses operate to maintain our economy while providing social distancing. And Bill Gates' response is, the question of which businesses should keep going is tricky. Certainly food supply and the health system, we still need water, electricity, and the internet. Supply chains for critical things need to be maintained. Countries are still figuring out what to keep running. Eventually, we will have some digital certificates to show who has recovered or has been tested recently or when we have a vaccine who has received it. So in a kind way, he's trying to say, hey, look, we're going to fix the system, but we got to worry about you people. You people might be messing up our system. Let me get into this article. Like I said, they put this up March 19th. It's from News Punch. It's by Baxter Dimitri. It says the world as we know it will change forever in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic, according to Bill Gates, who declared that we will soon have digital certificates to display our health and vaccination status. Responding to a question during a Reddit Ask Me Anything session, Bill Gates pointed to major changes for ordinary people that could have privacy and civil rights implications. Quote, eventually we will have some digital certificates to show who has recovered or been tested recently or when we have a vaccine for who has received it, said Gates. Gates also called for a, quote, national tracking system, saying that, quote, in Seattle, University of Washington, is providing thousands of tests per day. But no one is connected to a national tracking system, huh? So did we talk about that like literally last week in the third segment? Like, hey, follow the money. Bill Gates is over here. Like, hey, let me send out all these uh these test kits, and he's like, hey, well, no one's tracking these test kits. I'm I'm sending out. Shucks. Sure would be a shame if somebody were to come up with a national tracking system to get access to all kinds of people's data and information like this is the social credit score system, like this is China or something, continuing on, and said, and, and said that, quote, whenever there is a positive test, it should be seen to understand where the disease is and whether we need to strengthen the social distancing. Quote, or it goes on to say, what is, this, what is the digital certificate? Gates clearly believes that the public will accept being branded with digital certificates as easily as they accepted barcodes on consumer items. According to IMB, or IMB, a digital certificate is an electronic document that is used to identify an individual, a server, a company, or some other entity and to associate that identity with a public key. Like a driver's license, a passport, student ID, a library card, or other commonly used personal IDs, a certificate provides generally recognized proof of a person's identity, or in this case a person's health, and vaccination status, all of which raises serious questions. What will happen to people who do not trust Bill Gates enough to accept a digital certificate. What will happen to those who refuse to be vaccinated? While Gates has not elaborated on what his plan entails or whether or not a digital certificate will be implanted in the human body, many people are concerned that the certificate could represent the mark of the beast. What I read to you at the start of the show, what it was warned about in the Bible. That's right. Because this is not, again, this is not business as usual. This is not normal. What is happening right now is, again, just take the money. We're here from the government. You don't want $2,000, just take the money. Shut up, stop asking questions. Get inside your house, put the chains on, take the money. Like I said, is this China or something? Continuing along. Just on, just on this, I have other articles I need to get into. I need to stop getting sidetracked with this because uh, I want to play for you guys a quick video and go over this article about elites running to their bunkers. But right here, tracking blazes, invisible tattoos, and other things to monitor. Think about this. Bill Gates is pushing black mirror type tech on the masses. That's exactly what I talked about with you guys. Injecting your body with DNA changing tattoos. We've covered this time and time again. This is the global health security agenda. There's so many different things tied into just the coronavirus that it does. Kind of kind of blow my mind. I will not lie to you. Uh, but to switch gears so that we're not kind of getting too stuck up in one of these things. Again, another thing that happened last week as we were closing out the week is an interesting article popped up from the Free Thought Project where they they kept it 1,000. They talked about things that we all understood. We talked about deep underground military bases and all these other things, but we hardly ever cover the topic of the elite reportedly fleeing to doomsday bunkers and now they're doing it amid the coronavirus outbreak that's right this is put up March 12th it's by the Free Thought Project it says as coronavirus fears continue to panic and the serfs fight each other over toilet paper at Costco the world's elite aren't taking any chances what I'm going to do for you guys is, is, is and for audio listeners you guys can't really see it but what I'll do is I'll play this video of a, I'll play this video of, of a doomsday bunker, of what they actually have. (laughs) One of these bunkers, it's like five minutes long, the video, I'll play it while reading the actual document, or reading the actual article. So you guys understand that these are things that are being created. Because yeah, this is the world that we're in. Audio listeners, you can't hear it. But uh, I'll just go ahead and continue on with this article for you good people. Uh, but it says that as the coronavirus fears continue to peak and the serfs fight each other over, pay, over toilet paper at Costco, the world's elite aren't taking any chances. According to a report out of The Guardian this week, the super-rich are preparing to self-isolate in the face of an escalation in the, in, the, in the coronavirus crisis. But their plans extend far beyond stocking up on hand sanitizer and toilet paper. The elites are hoping are hopping on their private jets and taking off to private bunkers across the, ro- across the world. Yeah, Christian. What was it? Is Christian Christian Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the soccer players? He bought like his his family their own private island during all this to self isolate there. But continuing on, it says as the Guardian reports, many are understood to be taking personal doctors or nurses on their flights to treat them and their families in the event that they become infected. The wealthy are also besieged, besieging doctors in private clinics in Harling Street, London, and across the world, demanding private coronavirus tests. Doctors in London are reportedly being secretly contracted by, by concerned elite to get tested for coronavirus before they move to their bunkers. This testing is in spite of the fact that Britain's NHS said that it would only test people with a, quote, high chance of having the illness, meaning people who had close contact with, confer- with a confirmed case or who had recently gone to a high-risk country. Mark Ali, chief executive and director of the private of the private Harley Street Clinic, said that, quote, this has led to a huge demand from very wealthy people asking if they could pay for private testing. Unfortunately, we are unable unable to offer that type of testing, as the NHS has said that all tests should be done centrally. That's right. Centralized command fascism, corporate fascism, Uh, all although all the claims that the tests are not being done on random rich people who request it. A source told The Guardian that is not on the case. Also, the chief executive of the private jet company Private Fly said that elites are booking his services at a far higher rate as people flee high-risk countries. Quote, many are from groups, which include elderly passengers or those with health conditions that make them particularly concerned about exposure to crowds on airline flights. We've just flown a group back to London from, south, from the south of France with an immunocompromised passenger on board. And the article goes on to basically talk about what's going on across the world. The elites literally run into their bunkers amid all this. It's stocked with food, it's stocked with private uh, uh, jet, uh, private jet flyers, doctors, soldiers, and all kinds of things. They have their own little communities too where they produce like wine or some type of food or some type of product. That way they can have like a whole economy there. Why do you think we got information? And like the people over there at uh, We Are Change, Luke Randowski and Jeff Bergwick? whenever they went to uh, Lolita Express, the Little St. James Island, Jeffrey Epstein's bunker out there. That's what these people do. They have whole networks, and if you guys go back and look at the actual footage there, they have EMS services, fire trucks, all kinds of stuff. Like I just told you, Cristiano, I think his name's Cristiano Ronaldo, I don't know, Christian Ronaldo, one of the soccer players, he just bought himself a, a, a literal private island. And this was my thought process, you know, because of what happened with Kobe, Kobe Bryant and stuff like that, you know, that he was the signal that it's time to get your stuff and go. When I talk about the elites escaping, and this is kind of more in the third segment, we'll talk about it. I was kind of uh, wanting to talk about offshore technocracy. When I talk about elites escaping, think about how they're still able to influence people over here on the mainland because we get our information from our phones and from these mainstream media outlets and various other figures. You see, they're still able to influence us just from the offshore. This is another reason why I talk about the breakaway civilization in the Space Force, Different parts of this deep state agenda. Look at this. This place has an indoor dog bark. Could you imagine that having like an indoor dog bark? Good Lord. Good Lord. Uh, but again, because we will come back to the elites and stuff like this, I think everybody understands these types of things are happening. But while we're all focused on what's going on with the coronavirus, there have still been other things taking place. I tried to mention some of this earlier this week. Uh, on Instagram Live, like Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's trial, the elections, uh, the primaries that are coming up, the debates, all kinds of different things are taking place. Uh, but one of the major things that I think people should really pay attention to, this is, again, more of the excellent work from the good folks over there, the Free Thought Project. They say that as Americans panic by toilet paper, the government has been pushing a law to scan every single message online. So while we're worried about this virus... These people are trying to get access to our communications, trying to get access to what we're doing. And I said this. Who benefits from this? The telehealth and the telecom industries. You see, this is stuff that people really need to pay attention to. So, here, let me get in this article. Uh, we put this up March 17th. It's from the Free Thought Project. It says As COVID 19 outbreak grows, or out- outbreak continues to grow, America is struggling with testing patients. Runs on grocery stores, and for some ridiculous reason, a toilet paper shortage. According, adding to the fear is the fact that the CDC botched the rollout of the test kits, so we now have no accurate measurements of just how bad this crisis is. With just over 4,000 cases reported in the country as of Monday, governments across the country are taking no chances. We have seen lockdowns from coast to coast as school is canceled, restaurants and bars are told to shutter their doors, as well as gun bans, curfews, and deployment of the National Guard. Things are escalating quickly. Despite the need to address the growing concerns of Americans, Washington, D.C. and the surveillance deep state are moving to spy on them by quietly pushing a totalitarian act of legislation. The bipartisan act or the bipartisan supported bill called the earn it bill is sponsored by Senators Lindsey Graham and Richard Blumenthal. This is incredibly draconian. This bill seeks to end what little privacy we have left online. The Electronic Frontier Foundation reports it will strip Section 230 protections away from any website that doesn't follow a list of quote best practices, meaning those that meeting those sites that can be sued in a bankruptcy. The best the quote best practices list will be created by a government commission headed by an attorney general Barr, who Barr uh, who made it very clear that he would like to ban encryption and guarantee law enforcement quote legal access to any digital message. The authors of the bill were superstitious, er, er, surrepti- surreptitious in crafting its next in, in crafting its text, carefully avoiding any usage of the word encryption in an apparent effort to trick Americans into thinking it's harmless. And last week, Blumenthal was quick to point out point this out, which was likely planned from the beginning. Quote, this bill says nothing about encryption, says Senator Blumenthal uh, at Thursday's hearing on the bill. Have you found a word in this bill about encryption? He asked one witness, but the folks at EFF warn this is a deceptive ploy. Yeah. So while we're worried about the coronavirus, they're trying to figure out ways to take our rights, take our ability to literally even being able to communicate think about this there were debates that happened this week and people weren't even able to watch them they weren't even told about them there was no real like discussion because well (laughs) coronavirus we have no idea where the country go what which way the country's going we're being over flooded saturated with information and being told that there are people smarter than you taking care of things this is very dangerous And then on the back of that, you have the technocracy using everything that's going on here, the technology that we have, uh, the social media, the communication systems, the internet, the internet of things, and so much more as a surveillance tool. Do you you feel how creepy overnight things got? And that's what we were trying to prevent. That's why we push the pro-human renaissance-based future. That's why we're talking about these types of things, because... While we're freaking out, as always, these people are in the background working on ways to take our rights. And the best way to do that is through fear. Fear and intimidation. The tactics of a bully. You see. Uh, so again, think about it. Offshore technocrats. People who run away to their bunkers. And we res- and the crazy part is, is we understand them running. But we're still here. We're not a part of those elites that get to run away. So while we understand why they're running, but we don't know what they're running from, we will still have to experience all of this together. And while we look to these idols, people like Kobe Bryant, Bill Gates, and all these other technocrats, Elon Musk and more, while we look to them for salvation, all they will offer us is enslavement. We're in a very, very precarious position. Very, very strange days, too. And that's why I'm telling you, the horizons we're on are very, very gloomy. And I'm not really quite sure what to tell you guys. I want to be able to offer you help because I know we'll be able to get through this, but you've got to understand what's happening right now is happening of such magnitude that whenever we get done with this, if we get through this, we're going to be not only completely different people, but a completely different society with a completely different moral standing. And as I say, what val- or as I ask, what values, what principles, what morals What are we bringing into the new world order? That is a very real, that's a very real question because here we are. Are we about to give up our freedoms and our liberties because we're scared of an invisible foe? I guess because I pay attention to demons, paranormal, supernatural, the occult and so much more, I'm aware of those invisible foes and all it's done is just refine my strength mentally, emotionally and spiritually. But everybody else isn't like us. Everybody else isn't like me. And so while we have all these things going on, we have to understand that society as a whole, well, I'll put it to you this way, right? We're aware that there are angels and then fallen angels, right? Society is reaching its fallen state. And in doing so, we have to seek redemption. We have to seek salvation. We have to seek the compassion we have got to regenerate. Even as it is dark, we have got to, we, we, we've got to stay vigilant. We've got to be the light in the dark of the night that shines. We've got to be the ones that people want to come to because this is crazy. I will not lie to you. I do have have fear. I do have anxiety. I do worry. But you know what? That, That means that I'm alive. That means that what I'm feeling is real. That means that what is happening right now is up to me and everyone else to fix it. We're not given a spirit of fear. We're given a spirit of courage. We were born in this time to fix these things. And that's exactly what we're going to do. But first, we've got to know how far and how bad things are getting. But here's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into the global pandemic. What's going on with COVID-19, the coronavirus. So much more. Event 201, uh. Merrick quarantine, as I called it last week, medical martial law, the global lockdown, the worldwide lockdown. We're going to be getting into this. This stuff is nuts. I've got a lot of videos and clips and stuff to play for you guys. Um, It's just, (laughs) this is crazy. We're going to be getting into the global pandemic and more. Setting the stage for the new world order. This and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. You know, earlier today, when I was out in nature, I had like a a quick Instagram live session with you guys, and I told you that I will be going through this with you. Whether it be quarantine, whether it be lockdown, whether it be martial law, whether it be whatever it is, FEMA camps, stadiums being converted into massive conversion centers, fusion centers, whatever it is, We're going to be right here with you, trying to either A, report on it, or give you a face to turn to during the crisis. That's how it works. Uh, It terrifies the hell out of me being in this position, having to report on this stuff in the way that we do. But you know what? I think this is all what we signed up for, especially the exclusive members. They literally signed up for the more. And if you guys want the more, you want to help support this operation, support what we're doing, and at the same time, help get this information out there to the public, think about joining the Patreon ship. That's what we do. We're trying to help you guys. I'm trying to reform the way that I deliver information to you. At the same time, keep you informed, up-to-date, aware, and with solutions. That's why I posted just before coming onto the air, 16 different things that you could do to help boost your immune system so that you don't catch the coronavirus. Elderberry, extracting more, boosting your immune system. Uh, just before coming on the air, again, took my vitamin D3, my fish oil, uh, and and uh, my magnesium. <laughs> yeah, your boy's back. Charged up. I'm nutriented. That's what I call it whenever I get like all of my, <laughs> all of my vitamins and stuff. I get nutriented, fired up off of my supplements and just like, yeah. I, but you get what I'm saying. What's going on right now is the, is the creation of the nanny state, the technocracy, the scientific dictatorship. All this victimology is what's led us here. The country itself has been polarized for the better part of half a decade about now. And because of this, we're at each other's throats. We want to kill people just because, well, orange man, bad. And, well, you know, you're probably a racist on the other, on the other end of the line. You know, we, 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 we can't live in these extremes. I talk about this all the time. Now you add this virus into the mix, people with the stress, the anxiety, the confusion, the doubt, the panic buying, the social contagion aspect of it. We're a time bomb. I mean, good God, you got to think about it, guys. People over here, we talk about it all the time. People addicted to drugs, uh, the alcohols, the alcoholics, the crackheads, the cokeheads. You know, I don't want to say potheads. You know, you do your thing, bro. Uh, the, the people doing the mushrooms, the DMT. Don't even get me started about the people that are stuck on, on, on pharmaceuticals and things like this. But you got to think about the average American diet. People are just blitzed out of their mind. They don't know where they're at. They're disassociated from reality. Half the time, people can't even hold a thought. Don't even know what the heck it is that they're saying. Uh, You've you, you really got to think about the psychological nature of society at the moment. When I talk about like the degeneracy and the decadence, the nihilism, the apathy, the destitute nature that we've reached, that fallen human nature, that I'm really trying to fight against. The fact that people really can't, again, just have a complete sentence. Uh, it is kind of crazy. So then you, you, you've got to ask yourself, okay, what do these people who could care less about everything that's going on, who don't care to know or don't want to know, and what they do know, they don't care. What, what can you do to whip them into shape? How can you, how can you terrify a public to say, oh, whatever, roads to take care of it. How can, you, how can you frighten those type of people who are so desensitized uh, and disassociative that they don't care? You show them terrifying images. You literally shock them so much. And I remember having this kind of revelation. I need to say this and get into the topics. I remember having this revelation when I talked about all the drugs in my generation, you know, because Ultra Fest is canceled, uh, uh, South by Southwest is canceled, uh, all these other music festivals and raves are canceled. I was saying years ago that when we come out of our drug-induced coma like whenever we get that Molly out of our face and get all those that that DMT like out of our system, when we come back to reality, we're going to have a choice to make either a sink deeper into the delusion, you know, just give me I just intravenously shove that uh, psilocybin into my veins and my brain, you know, yeah, give me drugs to forget all this. Or we're gonna have a choice to step past that, to step into the pure human being, to be able to refine that divine connection with God, the eternal earth, and more. And I feel like that's gradually where we're entering into. So people have choices to make. And this is the time frame. And we're on a different timeline than most people think. So let's get into the global pandemic. Wow. COVID-19 has encompassed the entire world to a degree unlike any other virus, unlike anything else seen. Angela Merkel, the chancellor of Germany, said that this was the biggest challenge since World War II. I had this astonishing revelation this week with you great people on Instagram Live. Tedros Cabrera, the, the the World Health Circuitory Organization, Secretary General, the United Nations talked about this. How they were going to run out of money in October. The United Nations is going to run out of money. I don't know if you guys remember that. I didn't get the clip up. But back in October, they said they were going to run out of money. Lo and behold, we start this year off with a, with a virus and a pandemic. And guess who are some of the main quarterbacks? The UN and the World Health Organization. Now, let's start getting into the nitty-gritty of what we're trying to talk about. What is really going on here? Let's set the stage. Why are we talking about a global pandemic? Uh is 5G being installed as we're going into quarantine? What is happening? Well, in the first segment, because if I if I if I can I'll try to flat through this as much as I can in a, in a sophisticated way, I'd like to talk more about uh foreign affairs and stuff like that stuff like that that's happened in the first segment the first half of this segment and then the second half i'd like to go over the more domestic american aspects uh, of what's going on and so with that being said let's get into it Uh, i think people understand that COVID 19 is part of event 201 the global pandemic put together by bill gates that's why we started this off why is why are we hearing so much about this man what is he involved in why why are we basically his experiments why did he step down from Microsoft, and why are we experiencing these things? I'll stop asking the questions. We put this up March 16th. It's from Now the End Begins. It's by Jeffrey Greider. The article title is this, Event 201. COVID-19 was launched one month after the Johns Hopkins Center, and Bill Gates hosted an invitation-only global pandemic exercise. It says Bill Gates hosted a closed-door meeting for the global elites, and the invitation came with a COVID-19 coronavirus plush toy. A few months later, thousands would be dead. Welcome to the New World Order. What I'm about to show you is so unbelievably, so unbelievable, so infused with conspiracy theory that your mind will immediately reject it. Yet the information is 100% true and taken from Johns Hopkins' own website. Let me take you back to the evening of October 18, 2019 to a gathering entitled Event 201, something Johns Hopkins calls a global pandemic exercise. Of course, it was an invitation only and held behind closed doors. The financing for this event came from none other than the Bill Gates Foundation. To, those, to everyone who attended, they were given a cute and cuddly COVID-19 plush toy, the very one you see in the photo at the top of this article, which you guys can go see if you go check it out. Can you imagine what kind of sick-minded marketing people could conceive a coronavirus-stuffed animal? Wake up, people. The New World Order is not playing around. And yes, they have no qualms of any kind about creating a plush toy out of a killer virus that has to date infected 180,000 people and killed 7,000. And the best part is they proudly display these statistics on the, the official Johns Hopkins website. I wonder if they have any of those cute and cuddly coronavirus plushie toys left. In 1999, Gates gave over $20 million to Johns Hopkins to establish a wing of the hospital where the foundation was born. This foundation has has always hidden behind the mantra of health and help for women in third world countries. This is why we've seen them destroy what's going on in Africa. Bill Gates has used Africa as a testing ground. The folks in India kicked Bill Gates out for developing vaccines because they saw what he was doing with HPV, giving girls cancer. Continuing on with this article, it says that the thrust of the foundation has been working with the big pharma companies to create vaccines for the masses in these impoverished countries. The ID2020 Alliance has launched a new digital identity program at its annual summit in New York in collaboration with the government of Bangladesh, Vaccine Alliance, Gavi, and new partners in government, academia, and humanitarian relief. Now, keep that in mind, that ID2020... Wasn't it Bill Gates that was talking about creating a national tracking system for all these tests out there, all these COVID-19 tests, getting access to people's blood, DNA, and information, their health? This is event 201. This is COVID-19. And this is why people should pay attention. Because there is some seriousness to this, and we will get into this. I just think people have to understand that this was planned on some level. The, like the World Health Organization talking about vaccine safety, uh, the United Nations talking about running out of money, all this crazy stuff, Johnson & Johnson, the Johns Hopkins University, uh, Johns Hopkins Hospital, Bill Gates, all this stuff, it, this, is the, this is the scientific dictatorship. These are the technocrats. These are the people in the background trying to figure out a way to have us voluntarily give up our information because they can't just come out right and take it. No. That would be too obvious. They've got to set the stage to where we give it over. Let me get back into this article, and then we'll start switching stuff up for you guys. It says, for years, we've been watching as Microsoft founder Bill Gates now retired from the company he founded uses billions to give, quote, free vaccinations to people in third world countries. Now, Bill Gates has become a founding partner in another company. This one is called ID2020 Alliance, and his goal is to give every human being on Earth a digital ID, or as he called them recently... Digital certificates. How do they plan on accomplishing this feat? By combining mandatory vaccinations with implantable microchips. Genius, isn't it? And coming soon to a theater near you, as the saying goes. The participants of Event 21, invited there by the rich and powerful elites that rule the world, sat and war-gamed how an an outbreak of COVID-19 coronavirus might go. Looks like the meeting was a success because just one month to the day later, the first case of COVID-19 was reported in China. And, well you know the rest. This next part comes from Johns Hopkins. The article title is Event 201 in the Current COVID-19 Coronavirus Outbreak. It says the Johns Hopkins Center for Health and Security in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise on on October 18th, 2019 in New York, New York. The exercise illustrated areas where public-slash-private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish large-scale economic and societal consequences. In recent years, the world has seen a growing number of epidemic events, amounting to approximately 200 events annually. These events are increasing, and they are disruptive to health, economies, and society. Managing these events already strains global capacity, even absent a pandemic threat. Experts agree that it is only a matter of time before one of these epidemics becomes global. A pandemic with a potentially catastrophic consequences, a severe pandemic which becomes Event 201, would require reliable cooperation among several industries, national governments, and key international institutions. You see, you see how a global pandemic sets the stage for global government so let's start getting into what's going on around the rest of the world because I know Americans are having a real hard time trying to wrap their mind around this we all think it's a hoax let me just start playing video clips of stuff that's going on around the rest of the world uh, I messed up because uh, project knowledge the page over there project knowledge posted a video they took it down of Birmingham England of tanks going on there, and the reason I wanted to play that to start this whole foreign talk off is because over here in America, people think that just seeing tanks and stuff like that is okay. Like we, like we should be used to that. We shouldn't be used to that type of behavior at all. And so I wanted to play how it's happening here on, or here, or in foreign places. This this global lockdown, this worldwide martial law. Unfortunately, I just didn't get that up before. But uh, let me play a quick clip for you guys that happened last week. It's of the coronavirus pandemic in Italy. They said that they confirmed almost 200 deaths in 24 hours.
1: The death toll in Italy from the coronavirus continues to rise as officials scramble to contain the outbreak. Italy's civil protection agency said Friday there were 1266 reported deaths across the country. That's 250 more than just 24 hours prior. As of Friday, there were more than 17,500 confirmed cases of the virus. It's likely those numbers will continue to grow in the coming days, but Italy has taken drastic measures to slow the spread of the virus. Italy's Prime Minister said Wednesday all non-essential businesses would be closed, with the exception of grocery stores and pharmacies. Earlier in the week, Italians were ordered to stay at home as much as possible, Public gathering places like museums, sporting events, and theaters were closed. Schools will be shut down until April. And travel abroad was limited to only essential business, health emergencies, or family emergencies. The death toll in Italy from the corona.
0: Crazy. And so this is a legit situation. Like I know the numbers don't make people really want to panic or freak out or take it serious. I understand that. But at a certain level... This is going to require a a, a little bit of caution. Uh, This next clip I'm going to play for you guys is of RT. It's Italian doctors saying that the medics are exhausted from helping isolated patients and all kinds of other stuff that's going on. But here, uh, let me play for you guys this quick clip, and then we'll get into other more foreign news. I'll read a little bit of it. This is RT met a healthcare worker tackling
1: infections. The night was very exhausting, just like all nights over the past two weeks around here. We saw dozens and dozens of people of varying ages that arrive at our emergency room with coronavirus like pneumonia.
0: Like many towns and cities, Piacenza is badly oh, that is clear that If the
1: community doesn't follow the restrictions and the numbers continue to rise, at a certain point, our ability to help people will reach its limit.
0: Piancenza has 633 confirmed cases. 50 have died.
1: Already <laughs> so there are approximately 40 patients that are waiting to be admitted, all with the same problem, which is coronavirus like pneumonia.
0: Italy is Europe's worst-hit country, with hundreds of deaths from coronavirus this uh, reporting comes from RT over there. And you guys can find this on our Instagram live or on our Instagram uh, TV feed. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. The reason why I'm trying to play all these videos for you guys is so you understand what's happening in other countries. And why the slack approach that we have here in America is kind of dangerous. I get it. We don't want to give over too much freedom and liberty. But at the same time, we need to start thinking a little bit more consciously. Locking down the country for 18 months to two weeks to 18 months—that's a crazy difference. So we're not really being told what's going on there. But here, let me let, let let's let's talk about what's going on everywhere else before we get over here to America. Uh, this next clip I have for you guys. This article comes from the Minds Unleashed. It says mass graves from coronavirus victims in Iran can be seen from space.
2: In the town of Rasht, a funeral procession for a doctor who died of coronavirus. In Gesh, protesters block a checkpoint because they fear letting in clerics coming from an infected area. And in the cemetery in Gom, a burial is taking place. The man filming provides commentary. Qom is the city where Iran's first coronavirus cases appeared, though authorities expressed little concern for days, and now it appears workers are digging trenches for mass graves. Iran says at least 237 people have died. It's one of the highest death tolls outside of China. How did this happen? At key moments, officials made serious missteps and failed to take protective measures. On February 19th, the first coronavirus deaths are reported in Iran, in the religious city of Qom. But victims likely contracted the virus weeks earlier. And in a city full of holy sites, the visitors touch and kiss, that could have helped spread it. Iran's health ministry did ask the city to close the shrines, but it was never enforced, so people continued to visit them. Two days after the deaths in Lom, Iran held nationwide parliamentary elections. But out at polling stations, there was little sign of a nation on the brink of an epidemic. No one was wearing gloves or masks, and there was lots of close contact. Officials tried in the days that followed to calm the public, but their efforts were undercut by bizarre appearances. Here's Iran's deputy health minister, Iraj Harichi on state TV, saying things were under control. But throughout the presser, he was sweating, coughing, and dismissing common-sense prevention methods.
1: <laughs>
2: Harichi went on TV a second time that day, making jokes about proper coughing protocol.
3: It it term
2: term term. <laughs> <laughs> but the next day, Harichi announced on social media that he himself had
3: contracted
4: the virus. We're going to cut
0: the video down, but you guys kind of get the point. And so, earlier this week, I talked about uh, on the show, and this is just something to keep in mind as we go through this all, various celebrities getting the coronavirus. And that's where I kind of, again, just have to get a little bit conspiratorial and paranoid because I see how people are becoming opportunistic with this, you know, for, for agendas-type purposes. And I just said, whenever I start seeing other celebrities get the coronavirus, people like Kevin Spacey, you know, there's talk out there that Tom Hanks was arrested and that the coronavirus is a cover. I'm just saying there's a lot of different things going on with the coronavirus to where people are either saying it's a real virus or they're using it as a hoax. I'm not sure, but that's kind of why we're doing it in this format so we can break it down. Yes, it's a lethal virus. Yes, it's very real. Yes, it is killing people. Yes, there are consequences, but you also have people who will take advantage of a crisis like this uh, for their own gain. So can you continue on with this process and with this format, looking at what's happening uh, across the world? Denmark has passed an emergency law that allows the government to force people to be vaccinated. This is why we are freaking out about a COVID-19 coronavirus vaccine. They're saying that the vaccine will be created in 12 to 18 months Could this be why they're trying to lock us down that long to provide us with money during that time period while they're creating a a virus or a vaccine? (laughs) It'll turn into a virus like it's I am legend. Let me get back into this article. It says uh, we put this up March 16th. It's by Baxter It's by yours Newswire. It says Denmark's parliament has been has passed an emergency coronavirus law, which gives the European Union state the legal authority to force citizens to be vaccinated. The far-reaching new law, which also gives authority powers to force testing, treatment, and quarantine with the backing of the police, will remain in force until March 2021, when it will expire under a sunset clause. I was touched when I saw the whole parliament standing up and voting for this, Health Minister Magnus Juncki told Danish state broadcaster DR after the law was unanimously passed. It is time to put aside party politics and be together to do what it takes to bring Denmark's safety safely through this situation. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Critics of the new emergency law say that the Danish people are losing their individual freedom in return for their perception of safety. The local DK reports that Jen's L.L. Ryder, law professor at Copenhagen University, said that the measures were unlike anything passed in the last 75 years. Quote, it is certainly the most extreme since World War II, he told the Jalen's in newspaper. There have been some powerful encroachments in various terror packages, but this goes further. Uh, Trina Marie Licio, DR's court correspondent, said that Danish citizens could face prosecution under the new law if they refuse to comply with health authorities' demands. Quote, it means that you could be sentenced to a punishment if you, for example, refuse to allow yourself to be tested for the coronavirus, she said. The Minister of Health will now work with the Ministry of Justice on the, de- on the details of how the poli- on how the police will work with health officials to enforce their demands. As well as enforcing quarantine measures, the law also allows authorities to force people to be vaccinated, even though there is no cur- vac- currently no vaccination for the virus. And this is all what's going on in response to this. I'm saying that we do need a response, but not something like that. That's extremely drastic. You see, worldwide, people are trying to figure out different ways to respond to this. Quarantine, vaccine, uh, lockdown, testing, all kinds of different things. This is trippy. This is good, too, because we're seeing seeing a worldwide response to what people are going to do with a threat. I freaked out earlier this week because I was at the gym watching Trump's press conference, and I tripped out thinking about this. You know, why is this guy having so many press conferences about this thing if it's nothing that we should worry about? But I tripped out about what he was saying at the actual press conference, that we are at war with the coronavirus. We were at war with an invisible foe. I predicted this, that we're going to be going into what I call the war on disease. I don't know if that's what it will be, but you get what I mean. Resource wars and so much more. Uh, But again, back to what other foreign countries are doing in response to the coronavirus. In Moscow, they are closing outdoor events. They're banned. Schools are closed. Indoor crowds are restricted. It says, and what you guys heard real quick uh, is uh, Russians at a soccer game saying, We're all going to (laughs) die. It says, After videos videos went viral at the weekend showing Russian soccer fans chanting about the coronavirus in packed stadiums, some expressed concern that the country was in denial over COVID 19. If so, that ended Monday. In Moscow, all outdoor events have been banned and schools will be closed. Meanwhile, indoor gatherings will be restricted to a maximum of 50 people. The orders were published on the website of the capital's mayor, Sergei Sobyan, and came only a few hours after a spokesman said that the Kremlin, quote, saw no need to introduce a state of emergency. Under the measures, schools will be closed, shut from March 21st, with only a small daycare groups and primary schools excluded. Meanwhile, meanwhile, older people are asked to limit contact with the outside world as much as possible and to remain at home. All visitors from the rest of Europe and North America will be subject to 14 days of self-isolation on arrival. At the same time, bus drivers will stop issuing tickets to protect themselves from contact. And this is what's going on. Don't worry. This is so we've already gone over what what's going on in Italy, what's going on in Iran, what's going on in Denmark, what's going on in Moscow. We've got two more places, two more places, and then I'll leave you alone, or at least we'll stop globe trotting with this type of talk. But these two places really paint a picture for where we're going. This is that global lockdown. Why we should really be cautious of either getting put into quarantine, being sick. Isolation, forced isolation. I have a story about that here in America. We'll get into that later, and all this other crazy stuff. I'm just tripping out because it's like the same, the same way that we have like pro-vaccine people. We're going to have people that are pro-quarantine people. You're going to have people that are like, hey, this 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 person over here is coughing profusely. Quarantine. It's going to be like a. It's going to be like 2319. It's going to be like something out of what you call it. What's it called? Uh, uh, <laughs> monsters, Inc. You know, for people who don't know what that is, it's a Disney movie where monsters fuel their society off of screams and they realize that laughter is twice as powerful. But 2319 happens whenever, you know, a monster brings back like an article of clothing from across the barrier, you know, and then they have to quarantine the, the monster and then shave them down and then remove the actual item and then put them through a whole quarantine procedure. It's a, it's a legit thing. Uh, But who knows, maybe that was, (laughs) maybe that was programming so that when situations like this happened, we really wouldn't worry. That's the sad part. I'm actually going to pull that clip up for you guys because it is kind of, it's a, it's a cartoon rendition of sadly what I feel like we're going to be going into here in the future. That's the sad truth. I didn't mean to get this, you know, derailed with this. Uh, but this is again stuff people should pay attention to, and so yeah. Let me get done with this little derailment, <laughs> and then I'll get back into the news and things like this. Uh, but this is Monsters Inc. twenty three nineteen, and this is what happens whenever these monsters come back from the other side, <laughs> carrying articles of clothing. But here, let's take a listen.
1: Twenty three nineteen. Right. <laughs>
0: remove the article of clothing. Careful. <laughs> they put it underneath the casing. Drill that sucker down. Oh, my gosh. But, but you guys get the point. <laughs> I should have done that, but you, you guys get the point. We might get a copyright strike, but who really cares? A little bit of levity to a very, very tense situation. So back to what's going on with the global lockdown. Quarantine procedures, medical martial law, and more. Monsters, Inc. 2319 right here. The British military is preparing to help citizens with the coronavirus crisis. This is put up by Nima Harris over there at Your Newswire. They put this up March 16th. It says that the British military is preparing to intervene in the battle against the coronavirus. According to Sky News, 10,000 soldiers, sailors, and airmen could be placed on, quote, standby in the coming weeks as the coronavirus outbreak get worse. Codenamed Operation Broadshire, the military plans were drawn up a week ago, but have only come to light as the outbreak entered crisis phase. Press TV reports that Operation Broadshire is loosely modeled after Operation Temperor, the military plan that is enacted following a major terrorist attack on British soil. And if people pay attention or remember, we talked about this, the American version of this Operation Gotham Shield, in the case or the event of a nuclear attack going off in uh, Manhattan or something like this, it seems as if the people over there in Britain have the very same thing. Continuing on, it says that the contents of Operation Broadshire envisioned a wide range of scenarios, including plans to cope with the, quote, breakdown of, of civil society. Less extreme scenarios, including Army personnel supporting the police, office, the police force, protecting major buildings and locations and staffing morgues. There are even provisions for helping older people with shopping and transport. However, British defense journalists have pointed out, tongue-in-cheek perhaps, that the army is not expected to, go, to, quote, guard supermarkets. Following on that theme, another leading British national security journalist tweeted half-jokingly that troops are not expected to, quote, toilet su- to, toilet roll su- to, pr- to protect toilet roll supplies. Frivolity aside, the British military is under no illusions about the gravity of the situation. As part of Operation Broadshire, the Army is expected to move quickly to secure sites and infrastructures of, quote, extreme national security importance, notably Britain's nuclear weapon facilities and the Air Command operation in Buckinghamshire, which is tasked with protecting U.K. airspace. Quote, it feels like we're getting ready to go for war, but this time it's at home. One senior military source told Sky News. So think about that. Military people guarding you or guarding food, guarding supplies. I mean, here in New Mexico, I was watching our governor's press conference and they talked about how uh, you're going to be limited to three personal hygiene products at a time. And I've been trying to casually mention to you guys just the different people I've been talking to from security, law enforcement, gun store owners, business owners, and more about what's going on with the frenzied panic buying. Some might say that we're reaching into like a communist America's type of type of deal to where we're going to be given rations. That's why we were trying to promote storable goods. That's why we're trying to tell people, get prepared, get aware. That's why we're trying to just say, look at the writing that's on the wall. They're saying two weeks to 18 months. You're not going to deploy the military in various aspects of the country and around the world for something so simple. You see, how long are we supposed to be trying to ride out this storm? But don't worry, we're still not done abroad. This is the last place on the list that we're going to be talking about. Right here, France imposes a 15-day lockdown over the coronavirus. That's what President Emmanuel Macron has announced. This article comes from the Epoch Times. It's by Jack Phillips. We put this up March 16th. And for audio listeners, I'll describe it. uh, The video that we're playing, it's of tanks, military vehicles in the middle of the street. And that's the reason why I wanted to start this segment off talking about that, just the different video clips, the different military activity that we're seeing around the world. So while Americans over here desensitized, not really caring, thinking as if we're, 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 we're so elitist, uh, we're insulated from this type of stuff, it's a very, very dangerous thing to do. But let me get into this article It says that French President Emmanuel Macron announced Monday a full lockdown of France for 15 days after a recent spike in the coronavirus cases. No family or social gatherings are allowed. People have to walk to work if they can't work from home, and local elections were canceled. The French president said in a televised address, residents will be allowed to leave home for essential supplies and food. People cannot stroll in the streets or in the park, and public transportation is now limited, Macron said. Residents need to stay home unless it's absolutely ne- necessary to leave, he said. Quote, we are at war. Macron said, at the new, said of the new measures, it's a health war and the enemy is here, he said. The lockdown will start on Tuesday at 12 p.m. local time. Quote, never before, in the history of, in, in, never before in history has France had to take such exceptional measures in a time of peace, Macron said in the address. You will no longer be able to see your loved ones or continue your daily routine. It came about a week after Italy's implemented or Italy's leadership implemented similar measures to curb the spread of COVID-19, the disease caused by the Wuhan virus. Italy is now the worst-hit country in the world outside of China, having reported more than 2,000 deaths from the virus. Reports have said that all non-coronavirus-related legislative work has been stopped. Spain has, been, has also been put into lockdown measures, banning, spe- banning Spanish residents from leaving their homes except for work, food, going to the hospital, or supporting a child or, el- or elderly person. According to data from the Johns Hopkins University, France has reported almost 127 deaths and more than 5,000 cases of the coronavirus. Quote, the number of cases doubles every three days. I want our citizens to realize that there are hundreds of people who are sick and in an intensive care. France's Director General of Health, Jerome Solomon, said over the weekend that, quote, this is, what, this is why we must do everything to slow down the outbreak. The European Union announced the closure of its borders for non-essential travel on Monday in an attempt to, con- to contain the virus for an, in- for an initial period of 30 days. European Commissioner President Ursula von der Leyen announced, according to CNN. So what we're seeing right now is global lockdown. I think people really need to understand that. We are seeing, hey, like I said before, we're seeing such a massive response to this that I think uh, people are really just mind-blown. Bl- mind I'm mind-blown. I'm tripping out about the fact that I have to sit here and try to read this stuff. Right? I'm just casually talking about the rest of the world just being put into lockdown. And you really don't have an opinion. It, like, That's the crazy thing. The lockdown will happen regardless of how you feel. And it's what happens during the lockdown. I think that's, that 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 kind of terrifies a lot of people. So it's like, good lord, why are all these things happening whenever we're apparently, whenever this is the, two plus two doesn't equal five? I understand, you know, shutting down borders. I guess, you know, I guess. I just keep saying, I guess, not really. I understand some measures, but what are we not being told? Is this a direct attack, right? If this is was, was, if this was a direct attack released by China, then tell us that, and then we can start to begin to take the the necessary measures in our own personal life to get put into a war footing to start responding. But don't just shut the country down and say, hey, here's $2,000 or here's $1,000. Shut up, stop asking questions and wait for them to call you up to get your vaccine. It's like, what? That's sketchy as all hell. You guys need to inform me of what's going on. And that's why we're trying to do the best we can to provide you guys with information because we know that we're not being told what's actually happening. And so, here, let me read you guys this quick, uh, this quick article that again just confirms everything we've been talking about since this unfolded, and that's why I'm worried. Right here, Chinese medical team reports the successful treatment of coronavirus patients with high doses of vitamin C. This is something we we keep coming up into contact with, and I'll be sure to put this and other links in the description bar below because. We have multiple posts, several posts that talk about the benefits of vitamin C, boosting your immune system, and so much more to get over the coronavirus. Is it because China has all the vitamin C that we can't get any, that we need to develop a vaccine in order to boost our own immune system? This is dangerous. I'm not going to read this full article, but I, I just want to read a little bit of it so you guys understand you can treat this. Most diseases and most vi- most viruses are, are, are treatable. But as I said before at the start of the segment, Americans' diets are so bad that the idea of boosting our immune system, I mean, some people think vitamins and supplements are a joke, like they're fake, <laughs> like, it's, like it's a scam or something. Just because you get low-quality vitamins doesn't mean that vitamins as a whole are a scam, doesn't mean that you need to, that you don't need to protect yourself. But this is the world that we're in. And I think that's why I trip out is because we're being told, hey, practice good hygiene, you know, hydrate, uh practice social distancing, whatever the frick frack that is, we're being told how to engage in normal sanitary behavior normal human behavior. We're not being told that there are alternative cures. We're not being told that there are solutions, that God has given us things like elderberry extract, vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, zinc, selenium, iodine, and so much more, magnesium, good God. No, We're being told you need a vaccine and you got to wait 18 months and and, and, and your country's got to collapse. You got to go into this recession and then we'll give you something out of it. That is terrifying. That truly is terrifying. So I'll put that link in the description bar below because this next article that goes along with it, and this is how I'm going to end out uh, this particular segment. Then we're going to take a quick break and come back talking about the American aspect of what we're doing with the coronavirus. This article right here explains it. A lot of these tests come back as false positives. This is put up by uh, Joe Martino over there at Collective Evolution. It says, study suggests potential high rate of false positives for for some COVID-19 testing. And if you watch these people over here at, at FEMA and the CDC, these technocrats, when you see them up there with Trump salivating for power, trying to figure out how to declare this national emergency so they can have wartime powers, you have to understand how... This that whenever you are classified, basically as a as, as basically as an incompetent or somebody that's compromised or has like a a, a virus or a disease, your rights go right up out the window. Like I just played for you guys with twenty three nineteen, taking you, right? That's why they have to declare these states of emergency. Like I'll, I'll say this in the next segment. But good lord, that's why Governor Newsom of California literally talked about martial law powers, wartime powers. So whenever these things are coming back faulty, we already know that, C- that the CDC sent out faulty test kits that took an entire week for the whole thing to spread and for them to come up with something else. You've got to ask about the sophisticated evil nature of this. What are they planning? What are they planning? And why are vaccines at the core of it? I'm going to only read a little bit of this and then we're going to take a quick break and come back. Uh, but we put this up March 16th. It says, in a PubMed study out of China published March 5th, 2020, titled, uh, titled Potential False Positive Rate Among the Asymptomatic Infected Individuals in Close Contacts of COVID-19 Patients, researchers found that there were, that there may be a substantial issue with testing methods that is leading to a high number of false positive readings. As indicated in the abstract of the study, those who were asymptomatic, which means showing no signs of illness or disease, and who were in close contact with the COVID-19 patients were likely to be tested f- uh, positive falsely. As outlined in the study, quote, in close contacts of COVID-19 patients, nearly half or even more of the asymptomatic infected individuals reported in the active nucleic acid test uh, screening might be false positives. Quote, the results When the infection rate of the close contacts and the sensitivity and the specificity of reported results were taken as the point point estimates, the positive predictive value of the active screening was only 19.67%. In contrast, the false positive rate of positive results was 80.33%. The multivariate probabilistic... Probabilistic sensitivity analysis results supported the base case findings with a 75% probability of the false positive rate of positive results over 47%. Although nothing is confirmed yet, and perhaps new testing methods are are emerging, it is possible that the reason for poor accuracy in testing is due to the fact that the virus itself was not properly isolated and purified to create accurate testing. This would be done in accordance with Koch's postulates, which suggests that in order to accurately identify a virus and test for it, one must follow four key steps. Purify the pathogen, uh, expose susceptible animals to the pathogen, verify the same illness as produced, and some add that you should also repurify the pathogen just to be sure that it is really creating the, the, the illness. A major study, it goes on to say that a major study published in New England Journal of Medicine discussing the COVID-19 virus does in fact admit that it did not follow Cokes, postulates. So some of the tests that people are getting, the results that they're getting are false positive. So imagine that. Imagine being told that, hey, guess what? You have this terrible disease where you're going to lose at least like 40% of your lung functionality if you come back. Your world is ending. Imagine that. So this hysteria that they're whipping people into is very dangerous. This da- very dangerous. This frenzy that they have a sin it's not good because we're going to run to whoever offers a solution, whoever offers like uh, uh, answers that I need. I can't think for myself. Heavens to Betsy. No, I need someone else to think for me. So that's what's happening around the rest of the world. We're going to take a quick break, still talking about the global pandemic. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into the domestic news aspect of it. What's happening here in America? There are crazy things happening worldwide. We're doing our best to try to break it down to you. The situation is this. Some people are saying 5G is being installed worldwide. Some people are saying that, this co- that the coronavirus outbreak is because of the trade war. Uh, I'm not sure. We're trying to cover so many different angles that I think we're missing the devil in the details. This is the new world order on steroids and they're making their move. We've just gotta ask us, or ask the question, like I said before, are we gonna make this make it through this with our freedom and freedoms and liberties intact? Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to be get, getting into the domestic aspect of what's happening here in America FEMA region 6 uh Trump invoking the Defense Production Act deploying all FEMA regions de- deploying FEMA regions uh restaurants and bars shutting down direct payments to Americans overnight Texas governor activating national guard and so much more we're going to talk about this and more on the other side ladies and gentlemen don't go anywhere this is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back, right after this. We have a evacuation of all
2: counties. I report complete devastation. We have a giant squall. forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are we thought we were safe we thought it could never happen to us then life like a fog descends upon us blanketing our memories through the haze we travel its hidden paths lost in its secret places and when the storm turbulent and immovable forces us to shelter we you remember
3: It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and
2: the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course, not a light or star to chart the way.
3: And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first, the places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it, the place we've been trying to get back to safe at last, we've found our way home.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for sticking around. Now, this is still the global pandemic segment. I just wanted to split it in two because, as I said last week, some of this stuff is heady. It's overwhelming. It'll freak you out. It'll make you want to jump up and punch a cow and upset people like Greta Thunberg. I feel that. So we had to take a break. I had to. I want to make this joke, too, before I forget it. <laughs> We are a very real page. We cover real stuff. If you guys want the Pop-Tart cat shooting lasers, holding AKs, riding a rainbow, you got to find other pages for that. We don't do that here. I mean, we like Pop-Tart rainbow cat, AK, AK-47, but you know, we we, we, we don't do that here. <laughs> as crazy as we are, we don't do that. I'm not dancing behind a green screen. I'm not doing a bunch of silliness. Uh, I'm just casually losing my mind trying to figure out what's going on with the world. So that's what we do over here. Is, I, I, people say that we're fear mongering as we put all this stuff together. And I think we're doing the exact opposite, man. We're seeking the truth. I'll say this and I'll start getting into the domestic news surrounding all this coronavirus nonsense. But I'll be honest, man. I came into this through the paranormal aspect. People understand that. Longtime listeners should. I came into this trying to study the UFO agenda. Why were people being abducted by aliens? What was going on with military abductions happening right after UFO abductions? Why were people uh, being told that they were taken to deep underground military bases? Why were we being told that certain life forms were being created? What in God's name is going on? (laughs) And so to stumble into where I'm at today, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it is a mind trip to be in the position that we're in today. It is a mind trip. It is an honor one that I try to express to you guys more and more so that you understand the synergistic relationship we have. Uh, but you have to understand that as an individual, right, I trip myself out. I trip out being here in this time period, doing this. You know, I figured out what was going on with the military abductions. We'll talk about that in future editions if you guys are down. But you, 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 you get what I'm saying. To be here and not being able to be deeper into my research or everything else that's going on, it's just a trip, man. You know, uh, I'll say this and I'll start getting into this. I think because, you know, people say, oh, aren't you scared of the Illuminati getting you? Aren't you scared of the Freemasons like catching you or something like that? I think because I've dealt with a certain level of paranoia doing this already, my mindset's just like scarred. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like because I already deal with a, with this level of paranoia and freaking out and blah, 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 and analysis my mindset's kind of like already geared to look at this in a completely different way. Yes, I freak out, but in a different way because I'm being fed so much information. And now I have to figure out how to vector that out to the people and how that projects onto the larger scale or or the larger time scale of things. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think people have the mental or the emotional or the spiritual stamina, so to speak, the willpower, the emotional control to break down what's really happening and what that means. And because this is the type of work that we do, Every single day, every single week, uh, we're just uniquely positioned. And that's why, again, it's just a great honor to be here before you people today, uh, still seeking mysteries of this world and and still trying to provide answers, man. I don't have any answers. All I have is more questions. Every time I, I – told you guys this last week. Every time I try to think I'm smart, I realize how stupid I am, you know. <laughs> but I can't stop asking questions. It's the questions that drive us. <laughs> Uh, So with that being said, let's get into this segment of the global pandemic where we're talking about domestic news. Yes. So everywhere else around the world, around the nation is preparing for COVID-19. This truly is like a global pandemic. Uh, We're beginning to see actions here in America but I think every American that's listening to this, you guys all understand that we have such a rebellious spirit in us that the idea of obediently listening to 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 authority, <laughs> self-isolation, that like it's like it's like nails on a chalkboard to us. It truly is and this is where the panic buying comes in, the, the gun sales, the violence, all this stuff. the idea of having to abide by this type of rule, I think some people you know, the the, the pencil pushers, the bean counters, uh, you know, the the chicken, I don't want to say chicken necks, just the people that are obedient. I don't want to be like disrespectful, but the people that are going to listen to the government, they're going to listen to them. But at the same time, this is why we need those rebellious people to bypass quarantine so that we were reminded of freedom. That's why people over there in Florida during these beaches uh, at spring break, it's necessary Because we need to have some level of freedom during this outbreak. You can't take all these things from people and expect compliance. I mean, shucks. Even during World War II, the bars were still open. The bars aren't open now. People need to be able to have a way to effectively express their displeasement. If not, they will carry out violent acts in order to, to, to get that off. I'm just telling you. And so when we're seeing these 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 gradual control measures being instituted, that's why you're also seeing increased law enforcement because they know that as control ratchets up, insanity is going to start popping off. People are going to start doing crazy things. But here, let's start getting into this news so we can start going down the line of what's happening here in America. Uh, this comes from the Gateway Pundit. It's by Cassandra Fairbanks. We put this up March 16th. It says that the New Orleans police ordered people off of Bourbon Street They're declaring that your actions are jeopardizing public health. says, a video of police clearing pedestrians off of, the popular, off of the popular Bourbon Street in New Orleans has gone massively viral overnight. The footage of police cars warning crowds that, quote, your actions are jeopardizing public health and ordering them to go home or to their hotel rooms has had over 2.6 million views in less than eight hours. Quote, large groups of people are prohibited from congregating together police say over a loudspeaker as they drive down the street, which is normally blocked off from vehicles for pedestrian use. Your actions are jeopardizing public health, and we are directing you to clear the streets and go to your home or back to your hotel. Thank you for your cooperation. Like we are seeing in many cities, New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell limited bars and restaurants to half capacity on Sunday evening over fears of coronavirus spreading. Shortly after midnight, she tweeted that the police, quote, will continue to enforce the ban on large gatherings all over the city. Do your part in this critical coronavirus COVID-19 moment. Limiting the interactions will save lives in New Orleans. All schools in the state were closed on Monday until further notice. think about that. You can't even go out to school. You can't even go out to the movies, to the bar, to restaurants, to the mall, to the parks. And if you step outside, you're going to get accosted by cops. I hate to say this, but this has Agenda 21 written all over it. This is such tyranny, such blatant tyranny that it, 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 it's, it's going to backfire. And I understand that it has good connotations to it, that people want to help. You've got to understand how twisted and sick people are these days and how much people don't give those types of Fs, you see. But here, just to continue on, what's going on domestically here with the nationwide lockdown? All restaurants and bars to shut down in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. This was said by their governors. We put this up March 16th. It's by the Epoch Times. It was written by Jack Phillips. Let's take a listen to this video, and then we'll, lead, we'll read a little bit of this article.
5: We're outside of the Ritz Diner on the Upper East Side. I mean, this is a place people go to 24 hours a day. But really, essentially, people are not going to be able to come inside dine inside the Ritz diner starting tomorrow. It's really going to be a culture for so many people, but I think that adjustment is going to be what the challenge is. We keep talking about social distancing. Well, now there's not going to be a choice for so many people here in the city. They are going to have to stay outside of the bars and restaurants. Mayor Bill de Blasio announced he will sign an executive order today, effective Tuesday, limiting restaurants, bars and cafes to food, takeout and delivery. Also nightclubs, movie theaters, small theater houses, including observatories at Empire State Building and concert venues will all close the decision comes in the wake of similar closures in france italy and elsewhere throughout the u.s many people pushing for a full shutdown as a way to stop the spread of the virus now the new york city hospitality alliance saying restaurants and bars will no longer be able to pay their employees
3: including Jeez. pay were outside of the rich
0: yeah uh, geez says the governors of new york connecticut and new jersey announced measures to curb the spread of coronavirus including no gatherings of crowds of 50 or more people and you know it's only going to get down. More and more and more cutting down on human activity, carbon footprints, telling people, you will obey your government. They're setting the stage for saying that you will not do anything unless authorized. That's what I was trying to reiterate with the the, the, the reading of Bill Gates' uh, new tracking system. The same way that in China they had the red green yellow system to where they could say, all right, if this person has the virus, they're red. If they're clear of the virus green, if they're un, if they're ambiguous, they're yellow. It'll be just like that. The social credit score just instituted this way. The sophistication behind this is just, it's, it's mind boggling trying to wrap my canoe around it. Uh, but since we're here in New York, breaking down what's going on there. And as the newscaster talked about some restaurants won't be able to play, to pay their employees. And because of this, they're going to have to collect unemployment. But check this out. The New, York, the New York unemployment site went down after tens of thousands lost their job. So people won't be able to collect EBT. They won't be able to collect unemployment. And the best thing these people can think to do is to give us 2000 to to $1,000 to maybe keep our lights on. We're all living paycheck to paycheck, and they're about to shut the economy down from travel to Recreation to hospitality industry, like all this stuff is crazy. I just want to read a little bit of it because it's just again mind boggling. We got to get it on record. We put this up March 17th, it's from the Minds Unleashed. This is in many ways the U.S. economy is currently in the eye of the coronavirus storm. Cities and states are under quarantine lockdown. The CDC has prohibited any groupings of more than 50 people. Stores, clubs, restaurants, bars, and hotels are voluntarily shuttering indefinitely as the economy cries to a halt. And yet, besides the tapestry of ghost cities across the nation, the immediate impact of a devastating viral storm on the service economy has yet to manifest itself. But the hurricane is about to hit front and center, and the service industry. Mecca of New York City is leading the way. As the Daily News reports, New York's unemployment website was overwhelmed Monday as the coronavirus pandemic put tens of thousands of people across the state out of work. The flood of suddenly jobless workers hitting the Department of Labor website with applications for unemployment benefits was unleashed by a drastic move by Governor Cuomo, who announced all of the state's restaurants, bars, movie theaters, gyms, and casinos would close by 8 p.m. Monday to contain the coronavirus outbreak. It says so many people tried to apply that the website crashed several times throughout the day while the DOL's hotline was so jammed that the caller seeking aid could not get through to someone who could handle their claim. So as people are losing their job, they can't even collect unemployment. We, most people don't even have savings. Let alone, like four, let alone 400 bucks, $1,000 in their savings. Can't collect unemployment, can't get on welfare, Think about the time bomb we're sitting on. And so it's not so much necessarily the virus that I'm worrying about, the lethality of that. It's the social aspect of it, the socioeconomic aspect of it. What happens whenever people are going to get upset because you still got food? What happens when they're going to be upset that you still got a job or you, ha- you still have something going on because you have a, 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 a job or a hustle or something that still brings you income outside of the traditional ways? They're going to come at you because, well, you have something that they want. This is crazy. This is a time bomb. And so this hasn't escaped those up top. I keep mentioning the $2,000 they want to just kind of, that hush money they want to give you. I keep mentioning that. Uh, So let me get into that real quick here, right here with you guys. White House plans for direct payment to Americans. It doubles overnight. A lot of uh, people are jumping on board. And just like that, the Republicans have become socialists. (laughs) You know, is it? Because Andrew Yang of Yang Gang, one of the Democratic presidential candidates, right? He actually put forth universal basic income. I've been saying throughout the entirety of this, that universal basic income is just Social Security for for young folk. But you got to ask yourself, where's that trillion of, trillions and trillions of dollars going to come from? Bernie Sanders and all these people have crazy plans, 30, 30 billion, 60 billion for health care for everybody. And now Trump's out of nowhere talking about trillions of dollars. Where's that money going to come from? All those old folks trying to collect Social Security, that's where it's going to come from. They're just going to take that money with this coronavirus chaos, kill off all those old folks and take as much as they need to put it back into the system. That's a theory that's out there. But where's all that money going to come from? Where is the money that we're just printing and putting into the system going to come from? You see? Let me get in this article. It's by Andrew West of the Washington Sentinel. I put this up March 18th. It says, some of us are settling in. Some of us are still worried of what's to come. Many of us are feeling concerned for our loved ones, particularly those whose lives are being upended by the need to remain under quarantine and those who work in industries ravaged by this coronavirus pandemic. From what we've seen over the course of the last few days, our federal government is on it. The Trump administration seems to be fully aware of the troubles that lie ahead for many Americans who are working either from home or not working at all. That's why they plan to send each American $1,000 directly, and now that has been doubled. White House officials are working with congressional Republicans on an emergency stimulus package that could send two 1,000 checks to many Americans and also devote $300, $300 billion towards helping small businesses avoid massive layoffs, according to two senior administration officials. No no final decisions have been made, and talks with Republican leaders remain fluid, but the growing scale of the $1 trillion rescue plan is coming to sharper focus. The White House will still need backing from Democrats before any plan can be pushed into law, but many Democrats have said that they would support sending cash payments to Americans who are struggling to pay bills because of the virus's economic impact. Still multiple levels of negotiations remain. Before I continue on reading this, understand that it'll be $2,000 up front, it'll be $1,000 now, it'll be $2,000 then, $3,000 then, and then you'll just vote for Bernie Sanders or you'll vote for uh, uh, whoever gives you more money, right? Isn't that what Mayor Michael Bloomberg did? Where he was like, oh, I got all this money and then people tried to share that meme that he could give a people billions of dollars. This is the nanny state, this is the handout. Don't take that money. It's going to come with strings. You guys want me sitting up over here posting crappy products to you because I took the money and and it's got strings? Don't take the money. Just keep this in mind. It's going to seem like a good idea. Don't take the money. Start thinking in different ways. Start thinking of a different economy because if we take the money, guess where it's going to go? It's like people that get the green card, the marijuana card, right? They can't buy any more guns. What rights you giving up for that money? That's hush money. Look at Benjamin Franklin over here with, with a mask on his face. Hush. Continuing on, it says, it is, it is highly unlikely that there will be much opposition to this plan from the Democrats who are also facing the added pressure of the 2020 election to boot. Any reticence to the work that the president and his team on the stimulus will almost certainly cost them votes in November. And they know it. On Sunday, the Federal Reserve slashed interest rates by a full percentage point down to near zero over the coronavirus. That's right. They want to give cash to the people. Hush money. They want to be able to pay you. So just keep that type of stuff in mind. I feel like that's something we're going to, we will keep dealing with. Mark my words, that is something that, we'll, that we'll, we're going to keep dealing with. Um, so as people are being basically put away in their houses, told to go inside your house Put the chains on, get these gold colored cuffs on you, shut up, watch Netflix, and let the virus pass through. You see how crazy all this stuff is? The concoction of what's really happening? All the while, check this out six Bay Area counties in California are asking all residents to stay inside for the next three weeks. This is by Ricky Scaparo over there at End Times Headlines. We put this up March 16th. It says six Bay areas announced a, quote, shelter in place order for all residents on Monday. The strictest measures of its kind in the country, directing everyone to stay inside their homes and away from others as much as possible for the next three weeks as public health officials desperately try to curb the rapid spread of coronavirus across the region. The directives begin at 12.01 a.m. Tuesday and involves San Francisco, Santa Clara, San Mateo, Marin, and Contra Costa and Alameda counties, a combined population of more than 6.7 million. It is to stay in place until until at least April 7th. Three other Bay Area counties, Sonoma, Solano, and Napa, were not immediately included. Now think about this. That 11 million People, because remember when the Wuhan virus outbreak happened, they locked that sucker down so fast that it was crazy. And I told you guys, it was like the equivalent of four Los Angeleses being locked down. And I don't think we could comprehend that. Yet here we are, and they haven't even locked Los Angeles down yet. See, in China, they're a little bit more compliant. They got the social credit score system. Their whole government's built for this. But in America, you can stick it and shove it. We don't want that type of stuff over here. So when you do this, it may have some kind of repercussions and we'll be talking about this later on about the inmates and things that they're releasing during this time period. Makes me think of the purge, right? Because the homeless are gonna be able to wander, the migrants are gonna be able to wander, the refugees are gonna be able to wander, the the, 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 the inmates are gonna be able to wander, and you're gonna to be told to stay inside your house. And the cops won't come because, well, you're going to be calling them for toilet paper, but the cops won't come because it's going to be too dangerous. They won't arrest people because of coronavirus. Do you see the recipe for disaster that we're just casually walking into? Let me continue on here. It says the order fails or the order falls just short of a full lockdown, which would forbid people from leaving their homes without explicit permission. And ironically enough, just before coming onto the air in France, you have to sign a permit to go outside. Think about that. This is crazy. I feel like it's crazy that I'm just casually doing a show talking about martial law being enacted worldwide because we're at war with a disease. Let me get back into this. Get focused. It wasn't immediately clear how or to what degree it would be enforced. The order calls for the sheriff or chief of police to, quote, ensure compliance. In Italy and other places that have instituted lockdowns, travel outside the home has been restricted without permission. And police have been ordering people back home if they don't have a reason to be in public. Quote, the scientific evidence shows us that at this stage of the coronavirus emergency, it is essential to slow virus transmission as much as possible to protect the most vulnerable and prevent the health system from being overwhelmed, the order states. One proven way to slow the transmission is to limit interactions among people to the greatest extent practicable. The Bay Area orders that most restrictive yet in the U.S., The region is the first to direct people to stay at home as much as possible and avoid even small social interactions. In Washington State, where a Seattle Seattle area outbreak has affected more than 400 and killed 37, public health officials on Monday announced that bars, restaurants, clubs, gyms, and other indoor social or recreational venues will be closed until March 31st. The state also banned all gatherings of 50 or more people but the restrictions stopped short of advising people to shelter in place and did not ban non-essential travel. This is getting crazy. So I know, and hey, 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 I might be overlooking it. I might be overthinking it as I typically do. I might be being Mr. Melodramatic. Hey, maybe I should just shut up, take the money, watch Netflix, you know, maybe paint a picture, write that paranormal perspective book I'm always talking about. You know, and pray to God I don't, I don't get coronavirus. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, guys. You know? Maybe I'm just, maybe this isn't as bad as it, it looks. Maybe there's nothing here to this. You know what? I think I will just watch Netflix. I think a new TV show came out. I'm being facetious. But you, but you get what I'm saying. There's so many different things happening surrounding this virus that for us to bliss out and play ignorant would just be that. We would be playing ourselves. The fool. Uh, this next clip I'm going to play for you guys is of the Maryland governor ordering, quote, drastic actions to be enforced statewide by the police and National Guard. We're truly in these time frames, guys. We've talked about Jade Helm 15, UX 16, Operation Gotham Shield, Thunderstorm Spiral, various other uh, training exercises where the military force slash law enforcement takes on civilians, either through, through, through some kind of chaos, through civil unrest, through whatever it is. We are entering into those stages. So when I play for you guys this quick this quick clip, you're going to hear the governor speak with a shaky voice. You're going to hear the fear in this man's voice because he knows what he's doing. Voice is trembling, shaking because of what he's declaring. And what's to come after this too? That's what I'm telling you. We're going to make it through this, but we have to ask ourselves, are we going to make it through with our freedoms intact? I'll say this and I'll read this article and play the, play the clip for you guys. The main issue I have with all of this the martial law, the, the, the control factor, the authoritarianism is people will not give up power easily. And even if it's not Donald Trump becoming the dictator that people are making him out to be, because he's going be, he will be, he will become the dictator. That's how this works. That weird self-fulfilling, self-fulfilling prophecy. They call him Hitler. And then they give him all the power of Hitler through executive orders and all kinds of crises. Even if it's not Trump that becomes this dictator, it's whoever comes after him that's going to have that enormous amount of power. And you gotta ask themselves, are they gonna give it up? Are they gonna be benevolent? Are they gonna what's what's going on, you see? So to get back to point, what we're seeing right now is the birthplace of the New World Order. We always worry about the military industrial complex. We don't really think about the scientific elite in the background that are that are controlling these people. You see, the scientists and the nerds that are sending the sending the soldiers on their missions. But here, let me play for you guys this quick clip from activist Post, it's of the Maryland governor ordering drastic actions in relation to the coronavirus. It's crazy.
4: Moments ago, I swore in Colonel Jerry Jones as the superintendent of the Maryland State Police. And I want to thank the members of the legislature for acting quickly to get him confirmed uh, at this crit- critical time for our state. Uh, we now have well over 100 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the Washington region, including 37 cases here in Maryland. 11 days ago, I declared a state of emergency. And on Friday, the president declared a national emergency in response to this crisis. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute uh, of Allergy and Infectious Diseases said yesterday If it looks like you're overreacting, you're probably doing the right thing. He warned that Americans should be prepared, that they're going to have to hunker down significantly more than we as a country are doing in order to fight this outbreak. Last week, we closed schools across the state. We issued guidance to restrict visitors to hospitals and nursing homes and enacted an executive order to prohibit all gatherings and events of more than 250 people. We closed the cruise terminal at the Port of Baltimore and directed a period of mandatory telework for all state employees. This weekend, we shut down all Maryland casinos, racetracks, and simulcast betting facilities. As I have repeatedly stressed, we should continue to expect the number of cases to dramatically and rapidly rise. We have never faced anything like this before. This is going to be much harder, take much longer, and be much worse than almost anyone is currently understanding. And unfortunately, far too many people have continued uh, to uh, ignore those warnings and are crowding into bars and restaurants willingly putting the health and safety of others in grave danger decision makers at the federal state and local level are going to have to take drastic actions right now Uh, that may seem scary they may sound extreme they will be terribly disruptive but they are also absolutely necessary to save the lives of hundreds of thousands of Americans. Every single one of us needs to take serious actions to immediately limit day-to-day interactions and activities. And we need to do our part to stop this deadly virus from spreading. This morning, I received a thorough briefing from my Unified Command Task Force and convened another emergency meeting of my coronavirus response team. At the advice of senior government leaders and security leaders and the top doctors and scientists across the state, we have made the decisions to take the following unprecedented immediate actions in order to protect public health and safety. I have just enacted an executive order to shut down all bars, restaurants, movie theaters and gyms across the state, effective at 5 p.m. today while allowing drive through carry-out, and food delivery service to continue. Following updated CDC guidelines, we are prohibiting any social, community, religious, recreational, sports gatherings, or events of more than 50 people in close proximity at all locations, establishments, and venues all across Maryland. These emergency orders carry the full force of the law and will be strictly enforced. We have activated 250 Maryland State Police Troopers of the Mobile Field Force who are ready for deployment. As we said on Thursday, essential services such as grocery stores, food delivery, pharmacies, gas stations, banks, and other essential services need to remain open. In my direction, we are marshalling every tool in the arsenal of public health. To combat this crisis and slow the spread of this pandemic
0: and there is more to the actual video but that's all I, I i could record uh you get the point this is uh this is this is not a joke this is happening nationwide you know and i think that's why everybody's kind of beginning to freak out there's so much stuff going on with this that they're not really reassuring the public of a healthy way through it and i think that's kind of why people are worried you know it's like even it's like even Winston Churchill when they were losing the war they said your freedoms were at peril you know fight for them at every stake keep calm carry on we're not being told to keep calm carry on they're 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 purposely inducing this panic so that we look to government as their only solution people are addicted to their phones and 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 the social media because that's their only source of news We have such a shaky foundation in our government and mistrust with all the misinformation, the fake news. We don't know who to turn to. And that stress itself will lower your immune system. But again, just to stay on topic, stay talking about all this other stuff that's going on uh, right here. Texas governor activates the National Guard. And this is right after, like I said, just last week, New York activating their National Guard. Now you're seeing it everywhere else. Well, good afternoon. Uh, This is Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, I'm going to be joined today
6: by Nim Kidd, the Chief of the Texas Division of Emergency Management. Nim, you can come on in. And I want to uh, express my gratitude to all of the hospital CEOs from across the entire state of Texas who are on the line. I think we have CEOs from either every or almost every major hospital system uh, in the state of Texas. Uh, before we begin our discussion uh, with the hospital leaders, uh, let me just say a few things uh, concerning updates. First, I, I realize that we're, we're dealing with a situation uh, that a lot of Texans are extremely concerned about. And we wanna make sure that our fellow Texans understand that the state of Texas has been prepared, We continue to be prepared. We are having this meeting today to ensure that we remain ahead of the curve as it concerns uh, putting together everything that must be done for us to be able to robustly respond to ensure that your health and safety is going to be fully protected. Now I also want to make sure that you understand where we are uh, with current information. As of today, uh, Texas has uh, confirmed 64 cases of COVID-19. The cases are spread across Nineteen counties now. They include Bell, Bear, Brazoria, Collin, Dallas, Denton, El Paso, Fort Bend, Galveston, Gregg, Harris, Hayes, Lavaca, Matagorda, uh, Montgomery, Smith, Tarrant, Travis, and Webb counties. We also now have our first COVID-related death in the state of Texas. Uh, that was uh, the death of a man in his nineties who was residing in Matagorda County. As of this moment, uh, more than 1,250 Texans, to be precise, 1,264 Texans, have been tested across the state for COVID-19. And that number will continue to increase dramatically in the coming days. For example, this week, uh, Texas will be receiving 15,000 test kits from FEMA alone testing will be conducted in in part by FEMA, in part by hospitals, uh, in part by public health authorities, uh, in part by these drive-through facilities that you may see from some private providers such as it it could be uh, CVS, could be Walmart, could be other organizations. Uh, My estimation is that by the end of this week, Texas will be capable of uh, testing about 10,000 people per week with Uh, The uh, goal being that that will number will increase in the coming weeks to make sure that we in the state of Texas are taking every step possible to make sure that we're going to be capable of responding to what is going on. Uh, I am uh, at this moment activating the Texas National Guard to assist in our response to COVID-19. Now, understand this, and that is, there it is, from the very beginning, we have been working in collaboration with General Norris, who is in charge of the Texas National Guard, and that dates back to January. So there the National is. Guard has been involved in this process from the beginning. It's just at this particular point in time, I want to fully activate the National Guard, but no National Guard need to be deployed at this time.
0: There it is. There it is. I don't want to sound like a clip bait media, like people say, like I just get clips of things. No, but there it is. Um, this is crazy, you know, and I didn't have this over here in the, the, the notes, but I want to just kind of jump over here, pivot real quick, before we get into our next topic, where we talk about the, the White House uh, preparing to call on the military and Trump invoking the, the Defense Production Act. Uh, but since we're talking about different states activating their, 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 their National Guard Uh, And the slow creep walk that we are on with martial law, the California governor warns that he has the ability to actually do martial law. That's right. California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom warned Wednesday that he has, quote, the ability to do martial law to deal with the coronavirus outbreak. Newsom was speaking to reporters about the mobilization of the National Guard, emphasizing that it is routinely used during natural disasters and other emergencies reported the Fox affiliate in New York City. But he added, quote, we have the ability to do martial law if we feel the necessity. Imposing martial law would mean replacing the usual laws with military authority and possibly suspending civil liberties such as freedom of association and movement. Already six counties in San Francisco Bay Area have ordered residents to remain in their homes with the exception of necessary travel. Previously, the governor ordered bars, movie theaters, restaurants, gyms, and other venues to close down. The state has seen more than 500 cases of the coronavirus and about a dozen deaths. The governor also said that the 400 the, that there are 415 hospitals in the state with nearly 90,000 beds that have been preparing for the surge of patients. He said, quote, few, if any, California schools will reopen before summer break. The National Guard is on alert on food distribution and public safety missions on an as-needed basis. So let me play for you guys this quick clip from Fox News that make sure that they don't have clips of him saying we can do martial law. You see, they can put the transcripts down, but they can't have clips of Governor Gazam Newsom saying that they can conduct martial law because that's what it is. Quarantine is just a fancy word for medical martial law.
1: ...in case they're needed during the coronavirus pandemic. Governor Newsom placed the California National Guard on alert. He said they should be prepared to perform humanitarian missions, like distributing food and supplies. Troops will also support public safety if it's
3: needed.
0: Now, yeah, and just like that, the military will essentially become law enforcement in California. That's why, milit- that, that's why martial law is so dangerous to a lot of people uh, is because we're basically talking about giving over what little rights we have, you see. And that's why it's such a dangerous concept because we're, we're, we're teetering. We have accelerationists, anarchists, nihilists, you know, people who just extremists. We have a lot of people who just want this type of stuff to kick off. So all these people talking about Boogaloo and the, uh, the second Civil American War or whatever it is, now's your chance. Are you going to fight for freedom as, as the country gets put in a lockdown? Or are you just going to take that money and go quietly order you some more gun parts because oh eventually you're going to fight the government? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's this type of crap that really frustrates me. But let me get back into this uh, right here. White House preparing to call on military to boost the medical response. We put that up March 17th, uh, and this next one comes from Business Insider. It says that the U.S. military is to make 5 million respirator masks available to the public as the coronavirus spreads. That's what the Pentagon says. So they're expecting at least 5 million people to contract the coronavirus, or at least people 5 million people to help deal with the spread. You see the peripheral ways of how they dodge this, this, this crisis how they make you aware of it, but they, they, they talk about the peripheral things in the background. Let me get into this article. It says that the White House is in talk with pentagons about how the military can be deployed to deal with the fast-moving coronavirus, U.S. officials said on Tuesday, including setting up field hospitals in states with a surge in cases. U.S. Vice President Mike Pence told reporters at a news conference on Tuesday at the White House that the Army Corps could deploy field hospitals, known as mass units, mobile Army surgical hospitals, or help renovate or expand existing hospitals. Uh, and this is why we're getting reports of motels being taken over. That's what's happening in Seattle, Washington. Certain motels are being taken over and converted into quarantine facilities. Uh, that's what's going to happen with some of these jails as well. They're going to pull people out and put the, put the patients in. That's what we saw happen in China as well. They were taking uh, people that had contracted COVID-19 and they put them in Hong Kong apartments. It's a whole big deal. We reported on it. Uh, but continuing on, it says, such units can be deployed very quickly at governor's requests, uh, Pence said, adding that, the, that he has been in talks with Washington State Governor Jay Inslee. Quote, the Army Corps of Engineers is ready, willing, and able. We have to give them the go-ahead if we find that it is going to be necessary. President Donald Trump said during the same briefing that, quote, we think we can have a few units up and up very rapidly. He said, adding that he would work with the governors of New York and California. In a New York Times op-ed on Sunday, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo called on Trump to use the Army Corps of Engineers to build more medical facilities. Cases topped 5,000 on Tuesday, and the U.S. death toll was approaching 100. While the military has said that it is willing to help the Pentagon earlier appeared to, down, to, to play down the impact its resources could have in helping with the coronavirus. Quote, What we are trying to be is very careful about, is not overpromising. You know, we want to be factual about what we have. Brigadier General Paul Frederick's Joint Chief Staff Surgeon said during a press briefing at the Pentagon on Monday, Frederick said that the, while the military had deployable hospitals, they were designed to take care of trauma patients and combat casualties. Quote, we don't have any 500 beds designed for infectious disease outbreaks. That does not exist. So what we're seeing right now, the sad truth of the matter is, what we're seeing right now is a failing infrastructure trying to respond to an epidemic. And I'm, again, wondering where are our resources going? This is, this is, a, this is a tricky situation. You know, it's like, do you let all these people just potentially catch the virus and die and then you deal with the aftermath? Or do you try to do what you can now with the resources you have so you, you, you potentially try to stop the the inspection or the infection happening in the first place? That's why this is just a, a tricky, tricky tiger. Uh, but as we just read in the previous post that they don't have 500 beds available for people to be in, and this is something that we talked about last week that all hospital beds could be filled by May 8th if we don't begin to start doing things because of this. You have Trump uh, invoking the Defense Production Act. So not only are we in wartime, martial law, all this other stuff, national emergency and so much more. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Vice President Mike Pence linking up with 3M, saying we're going to need you to make a couple thousand of these masks every month or so. This is it. You see, that's why I say medical martial law. This is part of the depopulation agenda, the dehumanization campaign. They have to start killing people off so they can come through with a system that's designed to say, oh, we're your saviors. we're here to help. But you've got to watch out. Again, w- don't take that money. What's going to come with it? Right here, Trump invokes Defense Production Act and Coronavirus Response deploys FEMA in all regions. This is put up by Tyler Durden over there there at Zero Hedge. We put this up March 18th. And really think about what we're talking about, guys. That's why I say, look at these technocrats over here salivating for power, waiting for an emergency to be declared so that they can have the right to take your rights away and disappear you. You start coughing, it's going to be 2319. They're going to coronavirus you. Coronavirus quarantine you. Be careful. President Trump has invoked... The Defense Production Act in the U.S. response to the coronavirus pandemic, noting that HUD will suspend foreclosures through the end of April as work is underway to evaluate the possibility of self-tests for the virus. The Defense Production Act, the DPA, is the primary source of presidential authorities to expedite and expand the the supply of resources from the United States industrial base to support military, energy, space, and homeland security programs. Homeland Security programs eligible for DPA support include efforts of, to counter terrorism within the United States. Emergency preparedness activities conducted uh, pursuant to Title V or Title IV of the Stafford Act. Protection and restoration of critical infrastructure and continuity of government, COG, so that whenever things do start hitting the fan, supply chains get broken People are unable to check into work. Parliament is unable to convene. Votes and stuff don't get, bills and stuff don't get pushed forward. COG, that's what this is about. Continuity of government. When the system begins to fail, when, this, when the rats begin to leave the ship, you've got to make sure that you have a lifeline in the government to watch the ship go down. There are so many things being covered up. And then something wicked is in this coronavirus. I think you guys get that. And that's why we're trying our hardest to to, to, to remove emotion, remove the, the hysteria, and really dr- drill down on what's, what's, what's going on. Uh, but continuing on in this article, it says, addressing the Chinese virus, Trump said the FEMA has been activated in every region at the highest level. We're in FEMA region six. You guys should be familiar with what region you're in because that depends on your consumption versus your production in relation to Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. These people have a plan. The president also asked... Also said that work is underway to evaluate whether a self-test is feasible. If possible, he says it would free up health professionals who are administering the test. Perhaps most notably, Trump said that HUD is, quote, suspending all foreclosures and evictions until the end of April, as Mike Pence said that we already knew, namely that there are cases that there are now cases in all fifty states. Separately, Pence reiterated that people who aren't showing symptoms for COVID-19 should be get, shouldn't be getting tested and said that the administration is issuing a regulation today that will allow doctors and medical professionals to practice across state lines. This could allow health workers to move to hotspots in places that need more help. Speaking at the same presser, Dr. Birx said that there are, quote, concerning reports coming out of France and Italy of young people being seriously ill. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, what's 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 crazy too, and I remember watching this at the gym when I was on the treadmill uh, before they closed it down. That they're beginning to reactivate people who were former health, like people who are retirees, people that were former former healthcare workers and such, people that are involved. It's it's basically all hands on deck, is what I'm trying to say. They're expecting the beds to fill up. They're expecting people to get overwhelmed. They're expecting the healthcare system kind of to freak out. And we're going to see that type of stuff. And I think that's what's crazy. We already saw it in Iran, body bags inside of hospitals. I played for you guys videos of Chinese crematoriums burning bodies lined up on the street. It just worries me uh, that the possibility of this could happen here. And so to continue on, we talked about this in the previous segment or the segment before that, tracking bracelets and visible tattoos to monitor the people. And the reason why I want to get into this is because they're going to figure out a better way to start tracking people, testing them. Our methods right now are ineffective. Self-testing. As I said before, Bill Gates trying to figure out a way to get a national tracking system, uh, getting people to voluntarily give up their DNA, test their system, give it over to us, let us know. This type of stuff is dangerous. Uh, If you try to start filling up people at the hospital, trying to get tests who don't have coronavirus, you're going to block up the way for people who potentially do have coronavirus so they can't get the, uh, the, the, the proper priorities or the rationing of supplies that they need. This is crazy. But to get into this article right here, to break down uh, what's going on with the tracking system, again, what we saw there in China is now coming here to America. And guess who's behind it? The telehealth forward slash telecom industries. We put this up March 18th. It's comes from the Drudge Report feed. It says globalists like Bill Gates are pushing black mirror style tech on the masses. This is a cybersecurity government wa- contractor, a white hat, sent David Knight a warning about a color-coded wristband that will be used for traveling Americans during an impending COVID-19 outbreak or the lockdown. Individuals traveling will reportedly be stopped at checkpoints because there will be checkpoints where they will have their mouth swabbed and once cleared of coronavirus will be issued a bracelet that changes colors daily. The following image which was attached to the article is allegedly an example for a temporary bracelet which will be used until the final products are prepared. Also, as government officials scramble to procure a COVID-19 vaccination, Bill Gates and MIT have technology to track vaccination records via an invisible tattoo. Together, MIT and Gates have, quote, created an ink that can safely be embedded in the skin alongside the vaccine itself. And it's only visible using a special smartphone camera app and filter, according to Futurism. They go on to explain that the invisible tattoo accompanying the vaccine is a pattern made up of minuscule quantum dots, tiny semiconducting crystals that reflect light that glow under infrared light. The pattern in the vaccine gets delivered into the skin using high-tech dissolvable microneedles made of a mixture of polymers and sugar. The journal Science Translational Medicine explains that this technology as a covert way to embed the record of a vaccination directly into a patient's skin rather than documenting it electronically or on paper. In the face of the COVID-19 panic and Democrat politicians pushing mandatory vaccinations, this technology could be used to track Americans who opt out of forced inoculations. For example, even before the coronavirus outbreak, MIT researcher Kevin McHugh, who worked on the project, said that, quote, in areas where paper vaccination cards are often lost or do not exist and electronic databases are unheard of, this technology could enable the rapid and anonymous detection of patient vaccination history to ensure that every child is vaccinated. That's right. They want to make sure that you get that. They want to make sure you for sure get that shot. Take the shot. Take the shot. Take the money. Shut up. Stop asking questions. (laughs) This is crazy. No doubt what we are seeing is crazy. And it would only take it would take people like this to, kind of, to have this kind of stuff go on. Uh, but what I want to do, guys, real quick, is read a little bit of this story of stuff that's going on that sets a dangerous precedent, just to kind of close out this segment of what's going on domestically here in America with the global pandemic. And this is something that I've really been worried about. It's something I've been talking about since we started paying attention to this and, 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 and breaking this down. I think it's something that really everybody in the back of their head kind of already inherently knows or worries about as well, but right here, family who says they do not have COVID-19 are under forced quarantine by police. A family has been forcibly quarantined to their home despite having no symptoms of COVID-19, complete with police surveillance. says a family, and this comes from the Free Thought Project. They put this up March eighteenth. It says a family has been forcibly quarantined in their home this week with police officers keeping them under twenty four hour surveillance because a man in the home is accused, just accused, of having the COVID nineteen virus. Now this hysteria is going to break out world nationwide and there's not gonna there's not going to be enough police officers to even Entertain this, this 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 hysteria, and then whenever there's not enough his, uh, police to to monitor some of these cases, crime is going to happen. This is very dangerous because law-abiding citizens are going to be criminalized, while criminals are going to be lawless and let loose. Continuing on, it says according to multiple news reports and even Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, this man fled the hospital after being being diagnosed with the disease and refused to self-quarantine, forcing police to be dispatched to his home. Quote, it's a step I'd hope I'd never have to take, Bishir said in a conference on Saturday, but I can't allow one person who, know, who we know has this virus to refuse to protect their neighbors. Nelson County Judge Executive Dean Watts echoed the governor's sentiments when he told CNN affiliate WDRA, WDRB the measure was necessary to keep the community safe. Quote, this is not about us. It's not about I, Watts said. Quote, so quarantine is a must. If we have to, we'll do it by force. However, according to the family who is currently looking out their front window at a police officer who is making sure they stay inside, the man was never diagnosed with COVID-19. According to the family, he has COPD and checked out of the hospital freely, not against anyone's advice. The couple does not wish to put their names out there as they have already received countless death threats after the media ran the story. So the only newspaper who actually got their side of the story has referred to them as Jane and John. Thanks to the, thanks to the Kentucky Standard, this family is able to tell their story and not sound like some crazed mass murderers wishing to inflict uh, people infect people with the COVID-19 virus like the rest of the media and the government painted them out to be. This case appears to have begun when, because John suffers from COPD, and began struggling on March 4th. According to the standard, John, Jane said that they called the, his, his pulmonologist when he started having difficulty, and the doctors prescribed him a steroid and antibiotics after his blood oxygen levels dropped. He had suffered a bout of acute hypoxia, lung fail, failure in November, but it had been good health in his oxygen until then. By Sunday, March 8th, his oxygen levels had dropped to a dangerous level, and on Monday, his pulmonologist re- re- recommended he check himself into an emergency department of the University of Louisville Hospital and arranged for his admittance. When they arrived at the ER in Louisville on Monday, his blood oxygen level had dropped to 83. He had gone into acute hypoxia and was admitted into intensive care. While in the ICU, he was tested at least twice for influenza, had two chest rays, and had blood cultures run, Jane said. Quote, everything came back normal, Jane said. I I know this because I asked the nurse. According to Jane, John remained in the ICU until 4 p.m. last Thursday before his condition improved. And he was transferred into an inpatient room showing just how concerned or how unconcerned the hospital was with John's p- uh, potential for having the COVID-19. He was placed in a room with another patient, not isolated. Once John felt hundred percent better, the couple decided to check out of the hospital and go home. Jane explained that at no point during their stay at the hospital was John ever qu- under quarantine quote, if there was any positive results, they would not have let us leave. Jane said after they left the hospital, the next day, the Lincoln Trail District Health Department contacted John by phone and told him he tested positive for COVID-19. Having never been tested at the hospital for COVID-19, Jane and John told the hospital department that they must be mistaken. No, you're not mistaken. See, it's the same, it's the same medical system that comes in kidnap Kids when parents don't give their kids vaccines. They're going to call the cops and criminalize you. Because of, a fa- because of a failure somewhere along the system. And now, these people have been forced into quarantine because of a mishap, a false positive, because of hysteria. Who knows? Hype? Who knows? And that's the craziness. That's what we're trying to watch out for. And that's why it's so dangerous, this whole hysteria. You see. This is all getting crazy. And we'll see where this goes. By next week. We're not even talking about the numbers anymore. We're just talking about the societal and the socioeconomic impacts. That's what's crazy. We're not even talking about the lethality of it. We're just talking about not understanding it. Oh, trust people that are smarter than you, just shut up and go along with the program. This is something else. But I'll tell you what else, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take another break, last break. And then when we come back, we're gonna be talking about transforming society. Really getting into what what these people want from us, not necessarily what they want from us. Clearly, they want our lives, but, but but what that kind of stuff means, you know, transforming society. Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. Really looking at the world that is being created around us and what we're what we're being subjected to. You see, I think that uh, I think that this virus has really showed the fragility of our society. And the fragility not only of society of society, but of people's mindsets, our culture, and so much more. We're gonna be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. segment. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, we, we, we cover a lot of different things on the show each episode. I, 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 um, I say that each episode is becoming increasingly crazy, but I don't think that's a, I don't think that type of phrase does what we're experiencing justice. I don't want to say like Christians, like it's the end of the world. It's the end of days. It's the end times. You know, I don't want to say, I don't, What I'm trying to say is what's, what's happening right now is of such monumental importance that if we do this right, we could set the foundation for something even greater than we can comprehend. Right now, the history is happening. The future is being made. And that's why, you know, it's so crazy because I wanted to have friends and I have, I have friends that we wanted to get involved in politics. i got a lot of stuff that we're working on in the background. And I just feel like because of this, we're on a different timeline now. Like we don't get the ability to slack. We don't get the ability to, 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 to take a break. Some people have said, Oh, we're on God's timeline now. If that's, you know, how it makes you feel for sure. I understand that we're in a completely different phase of the agenda. No, I'm saying it's business. It's not business as usual. But that's why it's, it's important that we begin to slowly build something. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, I know that sounds too ambiguous for people that want to take stuff of very literal. But the only reason that we're here having this discussion is because of what was taking place several years ago and the mindset that's forged over the years of doing what we're doing today. And what would happen if we just casually back that up with continued financial support, continued uh, uh, attention, continued social support and so much more. But because we're not in that mindset of, of of creating, we're on we're on the run all the time. We're never really uh drawing lines in the sand, putting our foot down, trying to trying to pull ourselves up. We're slacking. We're caught off guard. We're scared. And they've won. But that's what I'm saying. This type of chaos, this type of insanity. All it does is create opportunities for the best of us to step forward, to realize the threat that is at hand that we are for sure, like a facing, like no doubt. <laughs> I know for, for, for real, but that gives us the opportunity to, again, set the stage for the future. The leaders of our generation will begin to stand up. The lights of our time will begin to shine We just have to make sure that we're paying attention to the right ones and not the ones that are trying to lead us astray. Not the David Hoggs, not the Greta Thunbergs, not the Bill Gates, not all these other people who offer us false salvation and false redemption only in, only in return for more enslavement. You see. And so this is what we have to pay attention to. So, uh, with that being said, let's, kick off this segment and begin to close out the show at the same time, because we can do that. It's 2020. We have the skills we and We have the technology. Uh, So, so transforming technology, this is something that or transforming society. This is something that I specifically made to take from agenda 2030 from the United Nations, because I felt like it was imperative that people understand where these directives are coming from and the purpose behind them. You see, transforming society with universal basic income, free health care, uh, uh, totalitarian control, can, taking over transportation, taking over education, taking over uh, uh, housing, taking over everything. The transformation of society is for sure happening. There's no other way to get around it. And what we're seeing right now, like I said before, what we're seeing right now is just the, just the beginning of it. You see. I want to play for you guys a real quick clip. We're going to travel back in time, so to speak. I want to play for you guys a real quick clip of scientists calling for population control. That's right. Scientists calling for an end to relative humanity. You have fewer humans needed to strengthen human rights. And this is something a talking point we keep hearing coming out there. And the reason I want to play for you guys this clip it's because you have to understand the mindset of the technocrats. You have to understand the mindset of these Satanists and these Luciferians of the upper caste of the scientific elite. You see, you have Professor William Ripple over here at Oregon State University saying that in order for us to have better human rights, for us to understand humanity more, we just got to start getting rid of you people. There's too many of you. There's too many humans. And what better way to do that and realize he said this at in December, I had another article I wanted to pull up back in like November where it was the first time it was called, but here's a video for you guys. They said this just last year and we're starting this year off with a pandemic. Like I said, we started this episode off talking or the last segment talking about event 201, Bill Gates being involved, the scientific elite are behind this, this transformation of society that we're seeing take place. Uh, let me, let me, let me play for you guys this quick clip and then I'll get into the article. This is from Technocracy News. It's by Lexi Lonis. They put this up December 9th. Let's take a listen.
1: All right, thank you very much, Marissa. Two Oregon State University scientists have released a study claiming the world is in a climate emergency and they're blaming it on us.
2: In KZI 9 news reporter Vita Garza spoke with those researchers and shows us why they're urging everyone to make changes right away. Professor William Ripple and his colleague Christopher Wolf are both faculty here at Oregon State University. Right now they're claiming the Earth is in a climate emergency, and they have more than 11,000 scientists from more than 150 countries backing them up. According to the study, Ripple and Wolf look at climate data over the last 40 years. They found that human activity itself has significantly affected the world's greenhouse gas emissions, which is a gas that absorbs and releases heat energy. Because of this, Ripple says greenhouse gas is significantly damaging the Earth's climate, and he says humans will pay the price if they don't do anything about it
4: soon. We found that uh, the situation for climate change is very serious and that it's time for uh, I right,
0: thank
1: you very much, Melissa. Two Oregon State University scientists have released a study claiming,
0: and this is why I said earlier this week, uh, in our episode, is climate change or is coronavirus a new climate change? I have to ask that because look at the look at the global look at the global response surrounding just this event alone. I don't think it's too far fetched to ask the question of with this kind of exercise, is it that level of an agenda? That's why I say the war on health. To say that this is the same way they say uh, lowering your carbon footprint or lowering carbon emissions and things of this nature. You see. Is it that far fetched to think that this type of outbreak that we're seeing could be planned so that from it, only the New World Order can fix it? You see. You got to think about the Green New Deal and everything they created that led up until this point to where, uh, wow, lo and behold, they have. Uh, universal basic income it's already been in, been injected into society for people to to think on it all of these 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 solutions free housing free healthcare, free education free uh, uh free money. Wow, where did that come from? Where did these plans come from? It's as if the Democrats before the internet got cut before the, the before uh, the lockdowns took place is as if, it's as if the Democrats were able to spread this idea to transform society before society needed to be transformed. You see how that works? You see how they have a, how they have a, a, a plan and how all it takes is time in order for them to roll out. But people don't even want to face that you see, because I can assure you while we might be worrying about what we're, what we're accepting, there are people that are like, for sure, yeah, I have no problem taking two months, two weeks or more, an indefinite amount of period away from work. I have no problem doing that, and you're going to pay me for sure. You're being incentivized not to work. You're being incent- incentivized to give over your individuality, to give over your humanity, and to just be, you know, a part of the system. Go along with the system. You see. Get with the plan. Get with the program. You see, I want to read you guys real quick this other article that I I had uh, mentioned earlier. Scientists call for population control. We put this up uh, November 5th of 2019. And yeah, it's the same thing. 1,100 different scientists all getting together, confirming that indeed, in order for us to have a prosperous future, we've got to start killing people off. In order for us to have a, a a safe and peaceful and secure society in the future, we need less humans. Hmm. Keep this type of stuff in mind because I want to, uh, I guess, come back to our present day or at least bring something to your attention. You know, as we're talking about all this 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 crazy stuff that's going on, population control, Uh, lowering people and stuff like that, uh, lowering the human count to stuff like that, viruses and all these other things that are going on. I want to bring your your attention to something that happened at the start of the year. And this is just a wild hair that I got whenever we were just doing research, looking at all this kind of stuff that's going on. I think it's something that really, really does require your attention and kind of got swept up underneath the rug. You know, the world health organization was offering positions for quarantine managers back in November. That never really got discussed. And now uh, this happened at the start of the year. You have the UN hiring English speaking disarmament officers in New York. So think about this. You have scientists saying we need to just start killing people off in order for us to strengthen human rights because climate change. I mean, shucks here. If, if I could do it the right way, what would it be? It would be like, okay, sometime in November or October, that the United Nations is like, Hey, we don't have any money. We're running out. And then in October, Bill Gates and his technocrat friends are like, Hey, we'll do event 201. Don't worry. We'll we'll get you (laughs) son. And then a couple more months go by. And then we have outbreaks that we hear in China. Let's just say that that's happening in December, right? Original COVID-19 things. January passes and we get like word of it actually taking place. February happens. And then we're like, Holy crap. This is an outbreak. This is something that requires attention. And then you see how the gradual introduction to martial law takes place. Lo and behold, these UN speaking disarmament officers have a job in New York. you see what I'm saying? This is so crazy to kind of look at. And I just remember reporting it at the start of the year, but it just got swept up underneath the rug. But, you, but I'm sure you're saying, well, who, who would, uh, Who would want to disarm Americans, right? That's the the common thing. No other American is going to disarm Americans. You might be right, but you know who might disarm Americans? People who already don't have rights and don't really care about your rights or any of this patriotic nonsense and stuff that we're dealing with today. How does that transform society? Well, what I'm trying to tell you is that already, because of this crisis, I mentioned it earlier, uh, but Already you have Los Angeles releasing inmates, clearing out the prisons in order to make room for potential coronavirus patients. How does that transform society? Well, that's the purge right there. You got people that'll join up with the UN, work for them, take your guns. They don't have any connection to what's going on these days. They could care less about you, Trump, America. They got a new lease on life and a job that pays well. They can care less about what's going on. They already lived in this prison. They already lived in lockdown. They got a little bit more freedom coming out of it. L.A. releasing inmates. We put this up March 17th. It's from the Judge Report feed. It says the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department has reduced the number of inmates in its jail by more than 600. And before I go in, uh, right here, this comes from Common Dreams. It's by Julia Conley. They put this up March 16th. It says, applauding plotting the release of prisoners in Ohio due to the coronavirus threats. ACLU calls on officials nationwide to do the same. So nationwide, you're going to start seeing people releasing patients. Nationwide. And I just want to say this before I get into the article. I went back in time and found that on November 4th, a historical move was done where the largest number of drug offenders were set free from prison. You guys remember that? People that had like low-level offended crimes with like marijuana and stuff like that, they were let free because it didn't count. Well, now they're doing the same thing with these inmates. They're, they're, another threat's come through, so they're, they're, they're removing them. But what I'm trying to say is during this crisis, we, uh, law-abiding citizens, the same people that are able to purchase firearms, they're going to be criminalized, penalized for wanting to engage in normal human behavior. But the people who have already had their rights kind of taken from them or, 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 or don't understand the, the importance of appreciating their rights, they're going to tell you how to live. Like I said, the, 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 the immigrants, the migrants, the homeless, the inmates, they're the escapees, they're going to be able to run, roam free, but you won't be. You'll be able to told to stay inside your house. You see how crazy this is? What happens if these people don't reintegrate? What happens if these people go co-mingle with some of the homeless? Or better yet, is that the plan? You see, let me get into this article. It says the the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department is releasing inmates in its jail and cutting down on how many people it books into custody to protect those housed in close quarters from the growing coronavirus pandemic. Sheriff Alex Villanova said deputies and police officers across the the county have been directed to cite and release people whenever possible instead of arresting them. They seek medical clearance before booking anyone who shows symptoms. Countrywide, he said, arrests have dropped from a daily average of 300 to 60, while the jail population was reduced by more than 600 inmates. Quote, our population within our jail is a vulnerable population just by virtue of who they are and where they are located, Villanova said Monday at a news conference in downtown L.A. Quote, so we're protecting the population from potential exposure. The move came amid mounting calls by civil rights advocates and health professionals to reduce the number of people held in local, state, and federal lockups. They raise concerns about the mayhem a COVID-19 outbreak could create within the prison and immigration detention system, which has been criticized for lacking sufficient capacity to meet inmates' medical needs even before the pandemic. And I just want to say, you know, we saw last week in Italy, a a prison outbreak happened there. They didn't wait to get released. They broke out of prison because of the coronavirus outbreak. So that's why I'm saying this has real world implications, societal and economic impacts. This isn't something that's simple, but continuing on, it says, quote, It's too easy to forget about those who are in conditions that will be a powder keg when COVID-19 hits, said Miriam Krinsky, executive director of the Reform Group Fair and Just Prosecution, who previously headed the Citizens Commission on Jail Violence. What the sheriff identified is a good first step, but it can't be the only thing that we do. Chris Bayer, a Johns Hopkins University epidemiological professor, uh, recalled, the case of a 16 year old Guatemalan girl in detention who was treated for the over the counter flu medications and died the next morning of acute respiratory distress, the same symptom or the same syndrome that makes the COVID 19 cases so lethal. Nobody should be detained for not being able to pay parking fees because they are poor and can't make bail, Breyer said. We need to be releasing those prisoners, those people, yesterday. So, this is society. Prisoners and inmates are being released, but we're being told to stay inside. That's why this is so crazy. But don't worry, because if you work for Facebook, you're going to be getting a nice, fat $1,000 bonus check during the time of this crisis. This is insane. But I guess that's because we're just trying to make sense of it, and nobody's keeping the public informed. We don't know what's going on. We're being lied to. The numbers that we're seeing out of China, the numbers that we're being told here, we don't know what's going on. And this is what happens with misinformation, fake news, and creating distrust in the media. This is what happens when we're left on our own. And this is why we all, all we have is, is one another. You see... Jeez, right there. Facebook is giving every employee a $1,000 bonus in order to help with the bills during the coronavirus outbreak. Jeez. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say this, and i got to start cutting it short for you guys. <laughs> what, what we're seeing right now is just that, the socioeconomic reformation. Some people call it the economic reset, the financial collapse. It could be a number of things. But I think everybody can agree that what we're seeing right now is the push for total control, for totalitarian technocratic takeover. That's this, this, this is it. This is the push from which we may or may not come back. This is what I mean, transforming society. In COVID-19, the crown virus, it's just the entrance. You see, it's just the beginning. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right there with you, going through it as well, trying to figure out all the angles and the solutions at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Elites Escaping, The Global Pandemic, and Transforming Society. Yeah, that's right. That's fire, yeah. Before I let you guys go... I just want you to understand that we put a lot of work into these episodes. A lot of a uh, a lot of content is put into these, and that's why I tell you guys: check out the show notes, check out the check out the banners, check out all the different things that are just attached to a single different episode. Go back at least a week or two. You know, just because I have a perspective this week doesn't mean that I I, I won't change it next week. You know, I think that's the 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 best way to go about this is by being intellectually honest, and so. Uh, as we see things unfold, as we th- see things intensify, we're going to be right there with you people uh, and everybody else trying to figure out the truth, trying to get answers because this is crazy. And I don't think that we can live in these extremes for very, for much longer. Uh, but I don't want it to keep you guys much longer than I already have. I just want to wish you well in your life as we see things take this dramatic turn, this dramatic and unexpected turn. Uh, just last thing, man, it feels like there is a supernatural evil at work. And that's why I just can't help but like get stronger in my faith and try to just, you know, not not necessarily retreat inside, but just seek, out, seek answers elsewhere. Seek guidance that's not being offered. I'm not sure if that makes sense to you guys. But like I said, I want to leave you with that. Uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.